Steve Allen, LBC 97.3. Morning team, nice to be company. It's Sunday, you're still on holiday, and it's still Christmas. <laughs> Goes on forever, this one. I've never known Christmas that takes for this long. Normally we have Christmas, then we all go back to it. Yesterday was a nightmare. Yesterday was a nightmare because it was New Year's Day, which means, technically speaking, nobody can be bothered to open up. Although some shops around Twickenham decided they were going to open the doors, and that was quite good. But by that time, I'd lost the will to live because they didn't open Starbucks till later, so I didn't get my cup of coffee. My milk was out of date, so I had to go and get some new milk. Sadly, Marks and Spencers decided, quite unwisely, not to open their doors all day. Even after I went out and came back, uh, they still weren't open. They obviously decided they couldn't be... But having taken your money over Christmas, they were there not for you, I'm afraid, on New Year's Day, which was a shame. So I decided to go to Kingston. So I drive to Kingston and put the car in the car park and I go and have a look around. There's a few shops open. I go into the Bentall Centre and there's a big sign on the front of the Bentall Centre, open 12 till 6, New Year's Day. 12 till 6. I thought, oh, great. Walk through. Bentall's is open at 10 o'clock. So I go into Bentall's, and there's a lady I know in there, and she go, I go, why is everybody else closed? She said, we've been told to open. I said, but there's a sign on the front of the door that says, Bentall Centre, open 12 till 6. She said, why are we open then? And there was hardly anybody in there, because most people obviously thought it was Sunday opening. At the beginning of the Bentall Centre, there was nothing open at all. In fact, none of the shops were open, except Bentall's at the very back. It was almost peculiar. And so I had a quick look round there. There was nothing I wanted to buy. Well, there was. I wanted to buy a hat. But I couldn't find a hat, because obviously they, they've sort of got rid of all the stuff and they've just got out all the, the rubbish sale items. So I gave that up as a bad job. Came back home and I texted a friend of mine going, nothing's open. It's all open. It's like a ghost town round here. I managed to get my cup of coffee. And there were people... I mean, there was obviously people wandering around, people who hadn't been drunk the night before, who wanted to go out and do a bit of shopping on a Saturday. But we were being penalised because it was New Year's Day. So uh, I texted a friend of mine... And he said, oh, don't worry, Selfridges opens at 12. So I said, OK, I'll be down to um, pick you up at half past 12. We go shopping in Selfridges. So we go to Selfridges, which is heaving, heaving. And had a look around. Again, I wanted to buy a hat. Well, even in Selfridges, I couldn't find anything that I liked the look of. I mean, there was nothing, very poor selection. And some of the designer outfits, I was saying to Johnny earlier, that they've got this, um, um, a range of clothing called the Billionaire Boys Club. And it's obviously designed to just make people part with a lot of money. And somebody, they had a woolly hat at £185. A little woolly hat. I mean, who in their right mind? And, and exactly. Unless you've got Carl's money, you know, because he asked for money for most of his sort of relations, and so they sort of, you know, stuck a tenner in the envelope. So, yeah, Merry Christmas and, you know, Happy New Year and Happy Hanukkah and everything else. And so he, so he, he, he gets all that. But, I mean, 180 quid for a bobble hat. Just seemed like a lot of money. A little pair of jeans, £120. And then I looked at, I was looking at overcoats, because I've, I've got a nice overcoat. It's only, only M&S. I'm not, not, you know, bigging up M&S. I'm just saying it was 190 quid. I go in there, an identical coat to my one, 850 quid. And I thought, why would you? Unless you've got... And people staggering around with armful of, the, of, of designer clothing. I mean, the whole underpants section was a revelation. They've got a whole haul, and it's just underpants for men. And they've got everything, including the underpants with the padded bits at the front, and the, uh, and, and the, uh, the T-shirts that have got those panels in that hold you in. So I nearly bought that for Carl. I was going to buy it for him, thinking you can wear this sort of thing. And it gives you that, that figure, which looks like you've been working out at the gym. Bought, bought myself one. 
And uh, I haven't actually managed to get it out of the packet yet, so I'll get round to that a little bit later on. And, um, and so I'm looking around, and there's all these underpants. Do you know, we, looked, we picked up a pair of Dolce & Gabbana underpants. They were £36 for a pair of pants. It just seems ludicrous. And then we picked up a pair of socks. £19. Sorry? Well, exactly, I'd rather... For 36... I mean, you cannot spend £36 on a pair of pants and have any... I mean, who sees them? Nobody. £19 on a pair of socks. And there's, you know, one time, pants and socks were quite easy to buy because people just went out there and you bought them in British home stores or wherever. But now there's so many different types with cartoon pictures on them or, you know, this or, you know, whoopie-doo, you know, or American this and Aussie that and this. And I thought, blimey, it's just confusing, isn't it? It's just very confusing. And now all you lot are sitting at home going, I'm so glad it's Sunday, Steve, because we've only got one more day of holiday and then we can finally get back to work because it doesn't get back to normal until Tuesday. So all the people who've had Christmas off and New Year off are still sitting there twiddling their thumbs because you've eaten... I mean, the turkey is now down to the bones. There can't be much else to eat on the turkey. You've had turkey sandwiches. You've had cold turkey with bubble and squeak. And you've also had turkey soup. And now... Even the dog's not interested. So you're all sitting there looking at the turkey, which is, like, groaning on the table. You've eaten everything. You probably didn't go out and get some shopping yesterday, but now you've got Sunday opening today, and then you've got tomorrow, which is another public holiday. (laughs) Firms must be literally sitting there, (coughs) excuse me, going, how many more holidays? I think this must be, in living memory, the longest holiday some people, I mean, I've worked all the way through it, so it doesn't, doesn't make any difference at all to me. Now, I must tell you now that Darren is here later on to sort out all your techie problems. The advice is get them in now, OK, to steve at lbc.co.uk. If you get them in now, then uh, when he gets in in about an hour's time, we can pass them on to him and have a look through them, OK? So if you've got a question for Darren, steve at lbc.co.uk. Uh, the papers today are full of all sorts of things, including... Um, Jordan, who says, yes, my marriage is in trouble. And, and I'll tell her for why her marriage is in trouble, OK? This, this is not rocket science. It's because if you're, if you're in a marriage, it's supposed to be two people. In her case, it's about 20. Because every time you go round the house... Don't you open those... Oh, I thought you were opening up the chocolates. I've got some chocolates in here for us all today, which is very nice. Chocolate cups, they are. Little cups with different pistachio and stuff like that. They're quite nice. L- luckily, not fattening, so that's OK. And, um, yeah, so, in other words, if, if you actually marry Jordan, and let's face it, she's been out with a few people, not as many as people might think, but, uh, unfortunately, her whole life revolves around cameras. So every time you go around the house, it's full of people. You've either got the NAF makeup artist and his, his boyfriend, or you've got the parents, or you've got the friends. So there's never any chance for just the two of them. The whole game is played out under the glare of cameras or a film crew or too many people in the house. Whereas a marriage is two people building a relationship. So Jordan has done this interview, a rather silly little point. You know, to be honest with you, if your marriage is in crisis, why don't you just stay away from the media? Learn and don't be a silly little girl's blouse. Try and be an intelligent person and say, listen, uh, it's collapsed because we're in the media spotlight and also because she's so revolting. That's the only two ways of it. I mean, he, he's actually a bit innocent and a bit of a sap and a bit of a drip and a bit of a wetty. Unfortunately, she's just revolting and vile and doesn't know how to deal with people. She's only used to telling people how fantastic she is and how the media are constantly getting at her. So they go on holiday, first time in months and months, and yet they issue a photograph to the press. I mean, you know, you're kind of asking for trouble, aren't you? 
And I think that as soon as the love goes out of a marriage, and I don't think this was ever in there, I think it's all fantasy in her eye, in her mind. I think if it finishes, it will absolutely be her fault. She will be the failure in the marriage. He's not really done anything apart from sort of admit to being a cross-dresser and being a so-called cage fighter. They've tried to find something for him to do, but he's so blooming awful. He's just naff. They were doing a thing on the television the other day about people who you came to loathe in 2010. And there was a whole list of them, you know, from Jedward down to Lindsay Lohan. And included in the list were Lindsay Lohan's parents, who were equally revolting. You know, the mother, an attention-seeking NAFO. I mean, a real person who's got no talent. A failed dancer. And so she still hawks herself around as if she's some sort of celebrity. And America seemed to throw up these, these trailer trash people. The father, who's equally more revolting. And again, wears trousers a little bit too tight. And so, unfortunately, here you've got Jordan in the news. Where, Why don't you just try and stay away from the media, sweet pea? Learn by your mistakes. Don't be guided by all the numpties hanging around you, because they can't keep their own relationships together. And what's gone on with Gordon Ramsay? Gordon Ramsay comes out of somewhere the other day with what looked like a bandana around his head. Looking at his eyes, he looks a bit puffy. He looks as though he's had a facelift. That's what it looks like here. He's a very swollen face. But I know people who've had facelifts before, they look as though they've been in a car crash. He doesn't look as though he's been in a car crash to me. So either, and I don't know because I've never had it. I wanted it. I so wanted it. Uh, Botox. I just fancied having a bit of Botox this year, but my bank manager threatened to withhold the account if I spend any money on Botox. Because I just fancied going in, but I'm, I'm not... The idea of sticking needles near your eyes and in the middle of your forehead, and they're quite big needles, doesn't quite appeal to me. By the same token, I, want, I wanted a, a tattoo. And I didn't know on which part of my body I wanted the tattoo, but I just decided it hurt... So I didn't want a tattoo, but I've seen people having... You've only got to look at Beckham, who does look like he's walked out of a trailer park in America. He's got so many tattoos now, it's obviously become a little bit of an obsession, and perhaps he thinks it makes him look butch or something. I don't know what it is. But at the end of the day, I, I end up not having Botox. I end up not having a tattoo. Two of the things I really wanted at my time of life, I ask you. Imagine wanting, at my time of life, heading towards 40, uh, something like a tattoo and a bit of Botox. But I just want to see what it's like. I probably wouldn't... People say... I'd probably walk in and people say, what have you done? i go, what? Hoping that I didn't look any different. <laughs> but I probably would, so I'm not going to have it done. Uh, today, today, today the weather is uh, going to be dry and bright with sunny spells, although frost and mist may be slow to clear, so it's a bit uh, misty and frosty out there. The high is three degrees. Currently it's three degrees. Tonight, cloudy overnight, but staying dry, a frost may develop. Because didn't they say last week, they said, oh, you're going to get the, the snow back. And I thought, oh, no. I've had the car washed. I was telling the boys, the boys, telling the men next door, that uh, I stopped at the traffic lights in Kings. This bloke on a BMW sort of lifted up his visor. He's going to talk to me. And he said, nice car, mate. Really nice car. And uh, I said, thank you. He said, how long have you had it? I said, about five years. And, uh, and he said, how many litres? Well, I mean, you might as well have asked, you know, the Pope how many litres my car is. Because I've got no idea. He said, is it seven? I went, yeah, seven. I don't know. Might be seven. I've got no idea at all. It's like when the petrol went up in price and it's, the garages have just gone through the roof now. And somebody said, oh, so you won't be taking the car out. I said, no, I'll, I'll take it out exactly the same. I'll just cut back in other departments. Because you've got to put petrol in the car. And when I go down to my brother's, it's going to cost money. If I go down to see the kids, it's going to cost money. It just costs money all the time. Yesterday, probably just coming backwards and forwards into town. Must have been 30 quid. Uh, who is going to be the next ad winner to come on Strictly Come Dancing? Alan Titchmarsh. He said, I want to go on Strictly. I've been asked, but I've always been too busy. 
And he said, I plan on becoming the new Anne Whitcomb or John Sargent. Now, I'm, I've got nothing against Alan Titchmarsh. I think, I think he's, he's very good. I've talked to him on a few occasions. I like him. But it's, he's now got to the Eamon Holmes stage. Stay off television. It's a little bit, a little bit like, um, um, what's his name, who does the This Morning programme with Fern, Philip Schofield. He's on everything. He was on The Cube. He's on The Dancing on Ice. He's on The Sw- It's too many things. It's too many things. So my advice to Alan is, please don't go on there. Stick with your own show. Stick with all your other stuff. But you don't need to be on another show as well. A little bit like, well, we, we, we'll come round to one of my least favourite people in a moment. In the newspapers, on LBC. First of all, though, it's the travel for you. This one, there can't be much going on, can the crowd? LBC 97.3. Morning, team. Nice to be... I know you don't want to get up today. I mean, I didn't want to get up today, but I did. I bounced out of bed. I did, out of bed. And uh, I looked at the clock. Went, oh, it's quarter to four in the morning. But I, I quite like quarter to four in the morning. It's a good time for me. Uh, tomorrow I'm here, but I'm here between six and ten because nothing's back to normal till Tuesday. Tuesday, everything's back to normal. As indeed most of you will be grateful for. Even Barbara says, I'll be glad to get back to the normal work routine because I've lost track of what day of the week it is. Television's utter rubbish, thank God. Goodness for LBC. Even the shops aren't open proper hours. I know. I know. I mean, I just long for 24-hour shopping. We could just get on with our lives. Because yesterday, I really needed the milk. And I really needed my cup of coffee. And I really needed some oranges. And I didn't get any of it. So today, oranges, top of my list. I thought, yeah, because I like coming in here with oranges. A couple of oranges keep me going. Andrew Pierce comes in. He goes, oh, you know, oranges. And Darren will be in. And, uh, and everybody else. So I, I like an orange just to keep me going. Ellie in Wimbledon says, what day should we take the Christmas tree down? 5th or 6th of January. You're the best. Well, how old are you? Three? I mean, how many... I mean, how old do you have to be to know that everything comes down on 12th night? I mean, unless you live on the planet Zog or something. I mean, should, I mean, it, you're told at school when it comes down. That's why I say, you know, you'd have to be the age of three not to know when the tree comes down. In fact, to be honest with you, you could take it down now if you want. The latest you can take it down is 12th night, but that's traditionally the night that you take it down. It's the 12 days after Christmas Day. Then you can take the uh, the tree... Take it down today. Take it down today. It's not going to make any difference to anybody. You don't sort of get... The, the only bad luck you get is if you haven't taken it down on 12th night. As long as the lights are off, you're OK. You've got to be able to take the uh, the lights down off the tree. So just turn it... My, my advice is turn it off now. Take, take the tree down now and then put it up again next year. Because I do feel as though it's all gone a bit sort of... And I love Christmas. Don't get me wrong. I'm the best one. For Christmas. I really am the best person. I'm the one who gets most excitement out of going out and seeing snow and trees and lights and stuff like that. So, you know, the Trafalgar Square Christmas tree was a gift as far as I was concerned. Heaven sent. Close friend of the couple yesterday. This is dreary old Katie Price and her boring husband. They're in crisis. There's one piece in one of the papers there, the Daily Star. Can't be true. She's asked him for 5000 a month towards the uh, the upkeep of the house. Well, where's he going to get 5000 a month from? I shouldn't imagine he's, he's earning diddly squat. He wasn't earning very much before he met her. And so uh, now he's, he's not making anything at all, and that's what she likes rubbing his nose in, the fact that she says she's making all the money. So they've posted pictures of themselves, and they've flown to a secret holiday destination. It's Thailand. OK, I'll just tell you that now. It's no, no big secret at all. And, uh, and their life together, I'm afraid, is... Uh, is just in front of the cameras. So I really couldn't give a forex. I shouldn't imagine you care about them either. Really don't care. Uh, also the paper today, um, it's um, 
Oh, fabulous today. It's the reinvention of Kerry Katona. There's no reinvention of Kerry Katona at all. It's exactly the same nasty old bag that you saw before in the, uh, in the ghastly television programme. Just because she's skating around on ice, I'm afraid, doesn't make her a reinvention. Uh, however, in the paper today, you get Carol Malone talking about, um, she says, the big losers in 2010. She says, sadly, not Eamon Holmes, who has morphed into Michelin Man and refuses to do the one controversial revolutionary thing that would cure him of obesity. Stop eating! Yes, fat boy fat. As we've said, you know, there he is with that lovely wife, Ruth, of his. I should imagine the making love must be like a giant double wardrobe falling on you with a small key still in the lock. I can't think of anything less exciting. Victoria Beckham, who has proved you can be too rich and too thin and ends up looking like a Diamante toothpick. Uh, Nick Clegg, who's taken hypocrisy to a new level, and uh, unanswered questions from Carol Malone. What is the point of Lembit Opic, a rather silly little boy? Uh, why, when Simon Cowell earns £45 million a year, does he look like he cuts his hair with a knife and fork? Why would anybody follow the Gillian McKeith diet when it makes you look 20 years older and faint at the drop of a hat? And how come Coronation Street bosses spent a million pounds on special effects for the 50th anniversary live edition, yet it looked like it had all been done with a junior chemistry set, tomato ketchup and Blue Peter sticky back plastic. How does Tess Daly still manage to laugh at Bruce Forsyth's tired old jokes? And why does Dawn French continue to perpetuate the myth that being the size of a house is an enviable and sexy thing to be? Not nice, isn't it? I like Dawn French. I mean, she is big. I should imagine, though, 99% of big women, if you could say, listen, I've got a little small wand here, and and do it, you know, and then wave, uh, and you could be thinner again, would you do it? I'm sure that every... If I ask the, the guys next door, if there's one thing that you could change about yourself if I wave my magic wand, they would come up with a couple of ideas. Because everybody's got something about themselves that you want to change. You know, you're either too big, too thin, not enough hair, you know, broader shoulders, better pecs, taller, small, all sorts of things. People would all have something to come up with that they would want to change about themselves. Even perfect models never think they're perfect. They always seem to think that, uh, that there's something you could improve about them. So perhaps this could be the year, without doing silly New Year resolutions, which we don't subscribe to anyway, is the year that you change. I'm not saying that you can make yourself taller or perhaps stretch yourself because Tom Cruise definitely isn't going to fit into that one. But uh, Kim Marsh and her actor boyfriend, Jamie Lomas, have bought their first home together in time for their baby. Isn't that lovely? The lovebirds have moved into a £675,000 luxury four-bedroom home. A pal says they're completely smitten. It'd be nice if they got married then, wouldn't it, really? Supposed to, I can't bear these people who start, oh, they're really in love and they're really smitten and we've got a baby. Why don't you get married then? Oh, no, I don't want to do that, because, let's face it, Kim the Boar March, uh, Marsh has sort of sold every aspect of her life. i tell you a house that is up for sale. I'll give you a clue. <laughs> OK? Kerry Katona's house is up for sale. Yes, Kerry Katona's house is up for sale. And in the brochure produced by the estate agent, it said, as featured in several luxury magazines. That'll be OK magazine, then. To be honest, it wouldn't sell it to me, but I suspect people will be going round to look at it just because it's Kerry Katona's house. Because uh, that's about the only thing that it's that it's actually got uh, got uh, got going for it, I suppose. Not that I think that's a that's a, a saving grace. Elton John, they say, isn't going to ask the Beckhams to be godparents to his uh, his new boy called Lev. Oh no, that sorry, Lev was the other one. This was a little boy that he wanted to adopt, and he can't. And so uh, Lev, I'm afraid, was left behind. 
And uh, this is because Lev was uh, ignored by his mum who went on a, on a vodka binge. There's a new book out. If you're a fan of Derek Martin, his is called An East End Life. Um, I've met Derek on numerous occasions. Numerous occasions. He's, uh, he's King Rat at the moment. He used to work for the craze a long time ago. The book should make an interesting read. A very interesting read. I shall, I shall go through that one at some point this year. I do like Kate Ford as the super bitch in Coronation Street. She's so good because she's just bedded Gail's son. She's just bedded him. I mean, he didn't take too much, because in real life, you know that he cheated on his, on his girlfriend, they have a baby, and he decided to go out and cheat on her in real life. So, of course, he came as no surprise to me when, uh, when, when uh, Kate Ford, Tracy Barlow, managed to drag him upstairs. I thought that was hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. I did enjoy it. I quite enjoyed it, because it was, it was just a little bit out of the ordinary. I think everybody wanted to see him with his shirt off. Uh, top gig last year would have been Lady Gaga who has literally pushed the, the bar up a bit. Uh, worst gig last year? I don't know. I didn't go to any gigs, but the only one I could, thought of, could, could think of would have been Lady Gaga, who I thought was, you know, really sort of... She, she just took it a little, little bit further. Uh, Sunday Mirror today, Cheryl, Derek's the one. This is Cheryl walking on a beach with, uh, with Derek. Uh, he's walking in front of her. They're not holding hands. They're not kissing. They're not draped all over each other, because I still maintain there is no relationship at all. I think they just happened to get on well together. And uh, she was wearing a new bracelet, a £10,000 bracelet. Well, to be honest with you, he's a dancer. He hasn't got diddly squat. He couldn't afford £10,000 on a bracelet. No chance. And so here they are, and there's people around them taking pictures. A lot of bleach blonde people with sort of veneers on their, uh, on their teeth. It was uh, a circus-themed party. Sounds lovely. In South Africa. They say a million-pound circus-themed party. Oh, you see, the only party worth going to was Michael Tabor's. That was the only one, because they had Take That as their cabaret, and it doesn't get any better than that at all. does not get any better. Uh, Coronation Street uh, strip writers have lined up Tracy Barlow as the new barmaid at the Rover's Return. Now, that will be quite funny. That will be very funny. I quite fancy that one. And uh, ITV at the movies... Um, Host Lizzie Cundy, otherwise known as you really need to do something with those eyes, dear. You're looking a little bit Gordon Ramsay at the moment. Is on flying form whilst putting her marriage to Jason Cundy to bed with a messy divorce. She's designing a bikini range for a, a firm in America, really. For, on what basis? Lizzie Cundy, I mean, you know, interview is a struggle for her. I just don't get that at all. Thousands more residents are struggling in Australia because of the floods over there. And uh, kebab shop owner Erson Salibi does home deliveries so drunk customers don't have to stagger to his takeaway in Croydon. I thought that was the whole idea about uh, kebab places. You did stagger to them and, and then you staggered out again because it's the only time the food ever looks interesting. Uh, very tough being poor Alex Curran. I mean, she really is the biggest waste of space I think I've ever seen. And uh, she's got matching handbag, nails coordinated with the phone, and, uh, and she's wearing a, a new Castle Lighted strip, strangely enough. But uh, here she is, looking as, uh, as she ever did. Just a waste of space, I'm afraid. Poor old soul. But never mind, love. At least you're far enough out of London. <laughs> Morning, you're pretty nice to be company. What was last year famous for? The year that we lost Big Brother. We lost Big Brother. I've forgotten about that. It was so rubbish. But it was also the year that the worst television programme appeared on... Television, and that was the big I am, Alex Reed, a man with so little talent you could literally take a grain of sand and drop it down and it would have more talent. He was absolutely awful. 
And, unfortunately, you cannot make talent out of somebody who has no talent. That, that was the big problem with it. And, uh, and really, you know, while Alex struggles with the fact that he's living with a, a monster part-time, that's uh, the wife, Jordan, you, you do worry about the fact that he seriously believes that you can take one piece of rubbish and make money out of it. So, in fact, you can then take two pieces of rubbish and make money out of it. And you can't. It absolutely does not work. You cannot take Alec Reed, a man with no talent at all, and, and turn him into some sort of personality. Because the truth of the matter is, he doesn't have any personality. He is as boring as they come. So, I mean, I don't care about their marriage. It makes no difference to me whether they stay together or stay apart. They've lived most of their life in the media spotlight, so they can die in the media spotlight, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Botox uh, won't do it for you. You need the full work, says Monique, complete with hair transplant. Monique, of course, who used to be known as Gavin, uh, unfortunately, went over to Switzerland to buy a cuckoo clock, came back with a Toblerone and a complete new image, love. So I'm glad to see that. And actually, um, you're quite right, I do need the full works. But luckily, unlike you, I can afford it, which is good news. Robin Fulham doesn't like Carol Malone at all. She whines. I don't think she whines at all. I like Carol Malone. The hair's a bit old-fashioned, but, you know... So, so Russell Hargreaves' hair could be described as old-fashioned. It's been recently cropped. Have you? I'm following your lead of closely cropped hair, Steve. Oh, I started buying hats. <laughs> it's like a deer stalker. Almost. It is a bit like... I, I like I put it. it on, I do look a little bit Poirot. Yes. I've it's, started... a, it's a clash between Sherlock Holmes and Poirot. It is, isn't it? It I is like absolutely. It. I love it. That would be a great detective if you combine the skills of both. I do stand in shops now. And I do watch people, because I, I, was, I was in Selfridges yesterday, shopping, and uh, I didn't buy anything. And I was watching people who walk around trying to find a till. So they, they have to hold the item in front of them in case anybody thinks they're going to drop it in their bag and walk out. <laughs> and I always stand with my hands behind my back with my hat on, looking as though I'm about to arrest them. <laughs> very entertaining for me. It's very funny. So if you're, if you're thinking about Monica going out, Monique going out shoplifting today, love, be careful, because we're on your case. Just remember, we got your number. Got your number. So, <laughs> you, did you have a nice Christmas? Yes, it was very nice, thank you, Steve. Did, did you get lots of prezzies from Father Christmas? Uh, it wasn't too bad. I think they were quite kind of uh, middle-aged presents. Oh, have you noticed? You now yes. know when you get socks. I got loads of socks. Yeah. In fact, the socks I'm wearing today. Oh, Christmas! I'm yes. wearing Christmas socks. They're striped to match my jumper, actually. Um, I got socks. Uh, I got a new heater for the hallway. I'm just buying my brother heating for the hallway. <laughs> I'm buying him... Is, is yours a freestanding heater? It is, but we are going to attach it to the wall where the old one that broke was. Right. Because there's two big holes in the wall at the moment. Right, you've got to cover it up. Yes. Is it a long heater or a small heater? Uh, no, it's decent size. It's probably about the same as the LBC logo, oh, to your right. right. Okay. And, so about, and thin or thick? Pretty thin. Yeah. Sleek. Sleek. Yes. I'm going to buy them for my brother because he's got warm air heating in his flat and it's rubbish. Mm. I mean, it's just rubbish. So I've said I'm going to buy him... Heaters probably that size, probably mm. lo- twice as long for his hall mm. for that one, and then two for the sitting room, one for each of the bedrooms, one in the bathroom, one in the toilet. Electric ones. Electric. It's the way forward, I think. I think absolutely. But I think my most middle-aged present of all is a because um, I live on the fourth-floor flat, mm. so the car gets a little bit kind of full of crumbs and dirt, and there's no way to really hoover it out because there's no the power in my car downstairs. Gets so I've got one crumbs. of those. Why Are people living in it or something? <laughs> Why would it get full of crumbs because it's downstairs? <laughs> I to eat my car's downstairs. Burgers not... and steak slices in it going to. Do you? games while I'm rushing around the country. So it's but fun. I've got um, one of those um, sort of, you know, it doesn't have a, a plug to it. I've got one of those battery-operated oh. sucking machines. Oh, for the car? Yes. 
Oh. My most middle-aged present of all three, I think. That is, car, car vacuum cleaners <laughs> are possibly... You know that you've plumbed some new depths when somebody goes... Oh, that, you know what they buy it for you? Because, A, it's an easy box to wrap. It was. Very easy Very to easy. Wrap. And it comes with all these little gadgets and attachment. You will find you would have more suction if you turned the girlfriend upside down and got her to go... <laughs> Like that. I will pass that on to her. Pass it on to her. I'm quite sure. I've seen her. She looks as though she could do that. (laughs) (laughs) Because the little car vacuum cleaner is it's just pathetically useless. She's probably a good size to sort of fit in. She would be. And and she can probably get under the seat and everything. So that's quite (laughs) handy. But, I mean, I've had the car vacuums in my time. And you plug them in, and, and frankly, I mean, there's, there's more energy generated by a hamster on a wheel than there is on these things. (laughs) This was double power, allegedly. They're rubbish. Oh is it battery or is it plug-in? Uh, it, no, it's battery because it's got to go down the four flights of stairs, you see. Oh, right. Could you not get one that you plugs into your cigarette lighter mm. in the car? I can't imagine that would have much on fire. Or oh, failing that, you, you can buy a, a rechargeable one. I think Black & Decker do a recharge one that sucks up liquid. It's a... <laughs> As Why well, they? yeah. Does so it make that sound? It does make that sort of sound out, depending on what sort of liquid you pick up. <laughs> of course, <laughs> of course. Uh, but the and, and you, you you recharge it upstairs. You just plug it into the wall to the socket, and then you go downstairs to the car, and then you. I think <laughs> this one might have a rechargeable yeah. element. Well, I'm yet it? to tinker with it. It's yeah. it's lined up to be tried tomorrow on the bank holiday. But you're right, socks. It, you can always Blades. guarantee it. socks or handkerchiefs. Not got to that depth you yet. Will. I, I I've started buying my own. I carry two hankies now. Two hang- I mean, it's really got to that dribbling stage where... I just- and you do get odd... Pre- I've got the oddest presents this year. The oddest presents. But I don't mind, because I'm the worst to buy for. If-, if people say, what do you want for Christmas? There's nothing I want But you're a man Christmas. with quite eclectic, varied tastes. Yeah, but I- anything I want, I can go out and buy for myself. True. So I-, I quite like people to buy me unusual presents. So Carl, the producer, bought me an unusual present. Dare I ask? Nothing. Oh. It was that unusual. It was nothing. It was the same as last year. I said, you, I, I said are you going to get me the same as last year? He said, yeah, in abundance. And so last year I got nothing. This year I got nothing as well. But I liked last year's present a lot. It was fabulous. It was great. Because <laughs> so, uh, it's, it's difficult, you know, to know what to buy for somebody who has everything. Except Botox. Mm, which you definitely don't need. I fancied Botox. Mm. I just fancied Botox. I just want to see what it's like. Painful, I would have thought. Well, that's why I thought yeah, painful. hideously. Painful. I mean, if, if if you could change something about you, what what would you change? Well, I think um, I'm married later this year, so yeah. I think probably lose Lipo. about three quarters of a stone. It's right. Just around here, around just a little bit of it, it, it on the stomach. Yeah. Yes, it does go here, doesn't mm. it? Mm. Try and lose about yeah, ideally when, a stone or just under. Would what, be. what year? What month are you getting married? Uh, June. I don't think it's going to happen before June. <laughs> I, d- I mean, to the best will in the world. I mean, I'm, I'm going to start running again. You're getting you know, start tomorrow. running like today. <laughs> I'd start running and keep going. Forrest <laughs> Gump style. Forrest Gump, Go just run. World. You know, Outer Hebrides, keep going, Storn or everything. Yeah, Thank you for your, you know, well, enthusiasm listen, know, and support been, of my cause. I've been trying for ages. It's really difficult to lose it, because then you lose it, you go, oh, I look great, and they go, you look fantastic, and then a month's time, you put Mm. it back on again. The other thing I'm going to try and do is cut out frivolous drinking. I think drinking for key occasions, but that, you know, that pint pint in front of the telly or a glass of wine when you don't really need it. Yeah. We try and cut out those. I think that might help. going to be so dull. Still I mean, drink on, you know, a couple of times a week on main occasions. Oh, but... sounds so boring already. <laughs> you know, you'd be hoovering the car, staggering back up four flights of stairs. Rubbing my hands in front of my new heater. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the only thing will be warm is your hands, because the rest of it, you won't be drinking beer or wine, and you'll be going, I'm just going out for another run again for three days. This is married life. This is what oh, I've got to look forward horrible. to for the next 50 years. Oh, dear, oh, I don't dear. know. 
It's a shame, really, isn't it? Did you spend a lot on Christmas? Do you, do you budget Christmas? Do you go, right, I've got no. £200 or £300? No. Pounds. I just kind of go with, go with the flow. Yeah. And it may be expensive, it may not. I think it just depends what I see I and who c- wants what. I couldn't tell and you. And how much time I've got as well. Yes. Often not much. No, exactly. <laughs> Trying to fit it in with everything. So by the time you get home and then you've done this and you think, I really want to go to sleep for a couple mm. of hours. And also, yeah, working early, you were a bit tired to go out and brave the shops three days before Christmas. I, I did manage to put it off over Christmas. I'd bought everything over, over Christmas. I'd done everything. That's good work. And made it quite easy. A couple of visits to Costco sorted out all sorts of problems. You know, we'll have that, 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 that. Oh, good, we'll have four of those. Job done. Job done. Filled up the boot of the car and handed it out to people. <laughs> Except Johnny, who, who I forgot, unfortunately. Well, I didn't forget him, because he likes Haribo, so he's actually dead easy. He, he did look a bit down this morning at the coffee machine, actually. He looked a bit It's because it's broken again. It's broken again. <laughs> Combination of that and no gift. I got one cup of coffee uh, when Johnny was sitting down there, and then I go back to get another cup of coffee later, and it's broken. Is it working again now? Mm. No. I need that coffee fix. I know. I, it's funny, I never used to need it, but I've now decided, I'm at that age where a nice cup of coffee in the morning, if I walk in at, at sort of quarter to four or whatever time it is, I need to go to the coffee machine and have that and then go... I think you deserve one at that time of the morning. I think morning. you deserve one as well. I think, I think this year is the year that Global stick a Starbucks in reception. I've heard that. Yes, I, do you know, strangely, yeah. I've heard it too. But it really wouldn't be well. open, I don't think, at four in the morning. I don't no think it would be 24 hours for you. sort of serve ourselves. Well, fellow, I'll go and buy a coffee machine and bring it in here and then we can make coffee every morning. That would be great. Because Carl needs it occasionally, a little, little pick-me-up, you know. We all do. Yeah. You do, don't you? I mean, a cup of, <laughs> cup of coffee is, is the thing that does pick... Years ago, it was orange juice. I used to love orange, but I don't drink orange juice now. So, did you have a tree up? Uh, yes, yes, yes. Is it big? Uh... Decent size, medium size. It was one of those where each of the prongs, each of the... Um, oh, it's false. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, oh. Oh. <laughs> he looked oh, massively disappointed I mean, well, that When you said it's medium size, oh, how lovely. Yeah, a Norwegian no, no. spruce, maybe, was, or a blue <laughs> fir. <laughs> you'll, you'll hate this, then. It was from Sainsbury's. Oh! And it was one where each strut is separate and you have to rebuild it oh, every year. No. And we've lost one of the struts, which you've hidden at a the back. A tree with a gap. So you can't really see. It's hidden behind the CD rack. Johnny, it, 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 such, such is his sort of enthusiasm with, with Christmas tree. He has to send me a Christmas tree picture every year. Oh. So I, I, I look at the picture of his uh, tree and I, then, and I then have to send a thing back going, oh, that looks nice. Even mm. if it doesn't, I have to say that. One thing I must say, Steve, talking about Christmas quickly, was you recommended, I went to Vienna a couple of weeks ago oh, to yes. the Christmas market, you recommended to go to the, the big one in front Cafe of Lampman. the City Hall. Absolutely yes. fantastic. Did you go? Yes. It's so old, Got a beautiful it? Christmas tree bauble from there as well. Oh, did you? Yes, yes. Oh, love of no. the cathedral, one of the, that. This but... is, ladies and gentlemen, right in front of the uh, of the Parliament, in the middle of Vienna, just on the on the ring there, there is a very famous cafe called Cafe Lantman, and you just go in there and have a cup of coffee. It's, it's not yeah. cheap to have a coffee and a cake, but you can sit there all day if you want. But yeah, it was to the get Christ- a little water with it. Yes, and that and the Christmas market that you recommended as yeah, well. Yeah, it was good. So, wasn't thank it? you for your highlighted and you bought ideas. A yes, so it worked very well. I, I can't find, strangely enough, the uh, the picture of uh, of uh, of Johnny's tree. Thankfully, it's probably disappeared forever from my thing because he sent it twice to me. He sent me twice the, the picture of his tree, and I think, why would so- oh here it is? Why would somebody send you a picture of their blooming tree? Look, oh, shit. That look. was his, his his tree. That's not bad. It's it's not bad. It's That's not, not bad. bad. It looks a bit sparse. I was going to say it, it's and thicker in terms of its sort of foliage than our fake one. It's a bit thicker around the base than it is towards mm. the end, where it sort of gets a little bit sparse. But have you, the one thing I noticed straight away, he's nicked the presents. They're from next door. He's nicked next door's presents and shoved them under his tree. And that's because I recognised, because I, I, I opened up and some of the labels were for people I'd never even heard of. 
to Eric and you could, Trisha. It's exactly Eric and Trish next door, you know. <laughs> There'd be a garden rake or something. But only one set of lights on the tree, whereas this tree lends itself to about 20 sets of lights. My brother's got three on his tree, and I said, should you not have some more? And he went, no. Can't persuade him. It's hopeless, isn't it, really? But how many sets do you have on? Do you have... Uh, just the one, but we do also oh, have dear. some chilly some chilly lights. That oh, kind of... not those ghastly chilly lights. Which so aren't on the tree. They were kind of put around oh, the room. Dear me, it gets worse. And do you still have it up? Uh, yes. Right. Yes. And would you take it down and put it away in its box? Uh, yes. Not until Twelfth Night, though. Yes. Keep it up till the 6th. Right. And do you, do you put all, all your cards up around? Do you have them hanging on? Um, they're kind of, this year they're a bit of a hodgepodge, they're kind of everywhere. Normally I like to have them slightly ordered, but this year they're just kind of thrust wherever. Yeah, I think best that way, isn't it, really? Because I used to have them years ago on uh, bits of strip of, like, ribbon that came down the walls. Yeah. Which was, and then you'd stick them on there, and that was quite nice. Mm. And if I didn't have enough, then I'd put up some of last year's. <laughs> Because I hang on to the cards. Well, you could nick those from next door like Johnny does with the gift. Have you noticed on this bit? No cards there at all. It's, uh, it's like Christmas at the workhouse. In fact, I'm not, I wasn't totally convinced it was even his tree. I think he'd been passing somebody's window in the close where they live, and he, he took a picture through through the window. There seems to be a glass reflection on the picture. Exactly. Actually, I yeah. noticed that. You see, I, I didn't think you'd notice that that quickly, but it was it was all there. An Essex Christmas, you know. What what can we nick? And uh, tree, baubles, lights, everything. It didn't even look like his sitting room. Because I saw a picture of his sitting room last year. It never looked like that. The, the sitting room he was in last year had bars up at the window and a man in a uniform at the door with a Christmas dinner on a tray or something. I don't know. Didn't take too much notice. <laughs> Those asbos. <laughs> so good. Anyway, so um, I'm not going to ask you for New Year resolutions because I don't think people should make them. Yours is just to... Lose a bit, bit of weight. weight. Yeah. yeah, just... just no, quite, quite a bit of weight, not just a, a bit. Ooh! No, you've, no, you've got a lot... I mean, you don't want a washboard stomach. No. But you just have you thought of liposuction, <laughs> like emergency liposuction? I think that's probably a bit over the you top. Bring your mum to come and sit down really on your don't tummy. Don't think it's that bad. Is it? No. Oh well. Okay. <laughs> you I'm say well, so. I'm quite broad-shouldered, which I think helps yeah, carry the. No, it doesn't. <laughs> That's why you're wearing a jumper. Don't fool me. I've been there, mate. I've been there. I've oh. I've been in the fat department. Okay, by June the tenth. Yeah. Prove you wrong. All right. What you need to do tonight? Go home. Mm. Take take your clothes off. Take a picture of yourself. Okay. Well, not not everything. No. No. And then take it. And then take a picture. So because otherwise you won't see it going. Okay. And then you could take a picture of yourself in a few months' time and to see and if go, it's actually worked. Yeah. See if it's worked. Yeah. Okay. And good luck. Thank you. Gosh, he's so exciting, isn't it? Anyway, <laughs> Russell, thank you. A pleasure, my friend. Russell, the thinner version will be with us uh, in a few months' time <laughs> <laughs> on LBC. And the work in progress in between. <laughs> I know the scaffolding going up in about an hour, I suppose. 13 to 8 is the time for the travel. On London's biggest conversation, LBC 97.3. Morning, everybody. 12 to 8. Please say happy birthday to my girlfriend Jane today. She's reached the grand old age of 60. But please don't mention her age, says Stephen Woking. OK, I won't mention 60 at all. It's a horrible age, isn't it? Actually, 60 is, is the new 30. You know that. 60 is the new 30. Yeah, you because know, people say, oh, you know, 60. And I go, listen, 60's nothing now. Absolutely nothing. As some people head towards it round here. Uh, Val says, worked yesterday, 96 for a large supermarket, but was quiet after four, as most people thought it was Sunday opening hours. Shift from hell, though. So many returns without receipts. I know, that's where people have, have been on the rob over Christmas. And they take it back, don't they? People do that. Oh, I've just shoplifted... Sorry, I've just uh, brought this back in again. Drives me mad, I'm afraid. I don't know why people take it back. Give it to somebody else for Christmas. <laughs> Makes far more sense. Far more sense. Uh, in the paper today, Colin Firth. I like Colin Firth. On how to learn how to stammer. 
And flight watchdogs have grounded a saucy airline that offers couples a chance to join the Mile High Club. I don't even know what the Mile... What is the Mile High Club? The Mile High Club charges love... Oh, lovers. They've got specially adapted single-engine planes. £640, and you can romp on the... What a waste of money. Bosses at the Civil Aviation Authority have refused to renew the licence, saying pilots can't keep their mind on the job. I absolutely agree. What a stupid thing to want to do. Never heard of anything like that in my life. Ridiculous, I'm afraid. Ridiculous. Uh, On Christmas Day, Peaches Geldof tweeted, Merry Christmas, I got books by Freud, Jung and Plato, Sartre and Cavan. Also got DVDs of Von Trier, Kenneth Anger and Jodowski. And to think, some people call her pretentious. I know, she thinks she's actually managed to colour them all in by now. That'd be quite nice, wouldn't it? Uh, Brian May was upstaged by the eight-year-old uh, daughter of Paul McCartney. Brian was guest of honour at a fundraising event. He was put firmly in his place when little B McCarthy uh, delivered a comical put-down. <laughs> I, love, I love it when kids are so bright and, and they come up with stuff like that. I like it. Here's uh, TV weather girl uh, Claire Nazir showing off her curvy new figure as she paints the town Burgundy. She's size six. She released her fitness uh, DVD. Of course, she did to make some money. That's, that's how these people make their money nowadays. You watch, years' time, I want to see it again. Of course, what would be more interesting, and because I know, do you think her husband has managed to lose the weight as well? Do you think so? Oh, I think we might have to, to get him back on again, actually, and go, ooh, let's have a look at the weight there. Oh, here we go. What's this? Eliminate damp, condensation and mildew and purify the air that you breathe. £140 worth of rubbish, I'm afraid. There's going to be so so many adverts in the papers, aren't there? So many adverts for, you know, buy this... Oh, it's cold in there. Uh, buy this, buy that. It doesn't bother me, though. I like being cold. It's only because I've taken my shoes off and my feet are now getting a bit chilly. Uh, Sarah says, the bank manager's motivation to stop you Botoxing may be related to your addictive tendencies, but you really don't need it. No, no, she's, she's, I spoke to her last night. I always phone her quite late at night. I go, hello. <laughs> if I don't ask, she'll, t- she'll tell you. Every time I phone her, I go, cooey. I phone her at home. And, um, no, she's just said I'm not having you wasting money on Botox. Probably not even tax deductible. Although I'm secretly hoping that it might be. That's my accountant, Steve, can put that in. Uh, Alex Reed's mum insists his marriage to Katie Price is as strong as ever. But they've not seen each other. For ages. And, I mean, to be honest with you, I couldn't really care less. I don't care whether she goes out with him, doesn't go out with him, divorces him, you know, slags him off in the press. I really couldn't care less. Uh, they're talking about the dancing on ice, I think. And, uh, oh, and this show called Famous and Fearless. I don't know what Famous and Fearless is. And um, they've got this one here, and it's... Um, she's... It's an adrenaline fueled challenge on Channel 4. Is this the one who, which is hosted by, um, um, uh, what, Chris Evans? I'm sure it is, because I remember thinking that they, they were saying, oh, um, and it's, it's full of celebrities. So I'm looking at the list here. Sarah Jane Dunn. I have no idea who Sarah... Who's Sarah Jane Dunn? No, you don't know. OK, we know who Casey Ainsworth is, because she was little Mo, and we know who Kelly Holmes is. On the on the male front, Sam Branson. Sam Branson is Richard Branson's son. He's apparently now a celebrity because he's Richard Branson's son. Also, Rufus Hound. Oh, God, not but Rufus Hound again. Girl, he'll do anything to get on television, won't he? How dull. It's an instant turn-off. Charlie Borman. Who's Charlie Borman? Who are these people? 
Charlie Borman, I think. Was he the one who did the motorcycling thing with Ewan McGregor? Oh, how d- and he's a celebrity now. Oh, my God, how boring. And, um, Kelly Holmes. Oh, dear. Famous and fearless. Oh, dear. I'll give up on that one now, I'm afraid. That sounds very boring. Uh, and here is uh, Kerry Katona battling a rib injury. Oh, go away, you boring old baggage, honestly. You really are dull as ditch water. Uh, <coughs> Heston Blumenthal because he's in trouble again. He's been branded irresponsible after using a deadly gas to spice up a wacky dish. Uh, He's got nitrous oxide. Isn't nitrous oxide the one that people think, and it makes them talk, oh, funny, like that. Is that nitrous? Oh, that's helium, is it? Oh, right. Nitrous oxide's laughing gas. Anyway, he's going to serve the gas to Jonathan Ross, Ray Mears and Ronnie Ancona. (coughs) Lovely. Have you noticed, ever since the BBC dropped Jonathan Ross... Or he walked out, or whatever it was. He's turning up on the naffest programmes. He really is. It's so boring, I'm afraid. So boring. Uh, here's James Ingham's rehab. I've no idea who James Ingham is, but I'm sure I've seen him on the television. He's a little bit peculiar, but he's talking about the same thing. They all get fed the same press releases. Uh, Michael Jackson's uh, kids uh, are in the paper today. They all look a bit odd, actually. You've got Blanket, who's still got long hair like a girl, and then you've got Prince Michael, uh, Paris, and somebody called Murray. I don't know, Murray. They're all, all a bit peculiar, these people, aren't they, now? It's all very, very odd. I was, I was a little bit worried the other day. A little bit worried. I turned on the television, and you've got a dreadful programme on Channel 4. I think it was a repeat, because they had Ollie Murs, a very, very average karaoke singer, I'm afraid, when he sings live. In the studio, it makes him sound in tune. When he's singing live, he spends a lot of time going, Woo! Woo! And all that kind of stuff, which people generally who can't sing do. And uh, I then thought, not only could he not hit any of the notes, but he was dreadful. And they then interview Tom Daly. Now, Tom Daly, I do like a lot. I think as a diver, I think he's fantastic. I think he's absolutely wonderful. And then they say, so what would you like to do? And with a straight face, Tom Daly goes, I'd like to be a TV presenter. And I thought, oh, God, not another one, please. Why can't people aspire to being shelf stackers or something like that? Nobody ever goes, I'd like to be able to get the soup on the top shelf. Nobody ever says that. You know, I'd like to be able to work on the checkout. Nobody ever says that. I want to be a TV presenter. Or in the case of some bleach blonde girl from Warrington, I want to be, I want to be a wag. You know, I want, you know, they all want to do this kind of thing, don't they? It's, it's in the case of... They were talking about these people on this programme who are a waste of space and who you apparently had all voted for because you didn't like them. And near up the top of the list, I'm afraid, was poor old Sarah the Drip Ferguson. Sarah Ferguson, who couldn't manage money if her life depended on it. But luckily, when you've got a friend like Oprah Winfrey, Oprah will do a programme because Oprah likes picking up lame dogs. And you won't find anybody more lame than Sarah Ferguson, a woman who couldn't manage her finances if it was all in chocolate buttons, I'm afraid. And so uh, she was there. And again, um, learnt nothing. A woman who's got no money whatsoever and has to sell every part of herself. If this had been anybody else in the royal family, I think they'd have been hanging from the yard arm. But uh, not so Sarah the Embarrassment Ferguson, which is uh, very interesting. Steve, I went to the Riverley Ballroom last night and I danced the cha-cha-cha, the rumba, foxtrot and waltz. Best start I've ever had for the new year, but uh, how I ache. That's like going riding for the first time. If you've ever been riding, and uh, I used to go riding a lot years and years ago. And the first time I did it after I came back from school, and I'd not ridden for weeks and weeks, um... I was just absolutely exhausted. I came back and you can't walk properly. Your legs ache. Oh, it's dreadful. Oh, God, talk about dreadful. They're still showing that ghastly advert with the uh, 
the is it the red what are they who's that family the um she's an ex the Redknapp family advertising those holidays, which of course they don't go on because they're far too rich and superior. Ghastly. <laughs> Steve, don't get radiators. As my main one is broken, it costs a small fortune to repair back to thermal, says Blanche. No, we're actually getting fixed radiators. They're electric because they had them in the hotel I stayed at in over Christmas and they're electric radiators, all independent. And uh, it's a lot easier. So, in other words, if, if one breaks, we take it off and put another one on the wall. It's as simple as that. We don't uh, we don't waste any time. Noreen says, did you see the New Year in, or were you in bed with Teddy? Teddy. I didn't say... I'd, I'd gone. I sent all my New Year messages to people about 8 o'clock, I'm afraid. I'm glad you've ordered Cranford. You'll love it. It's really, really good. And says, <coughs> morning, Will. She says, hope you're well. Really enjoyed Will the other morning. Very good show that day. Well, he's back again, OK? And Will Gowing will be with us after the news at 8 o'clock. It's all very exciting. It'll be exciting. And then we can have a nice hot cup of tea, which will be nice, because now I'm so cold in here, I think I'm going into... A... Molly, see, do you know, it's so cold in here, I've forgotten just how freezing the studio can be. It is terribly, terribly... Brrr. So as soon as um, Carl gets back... We shall, uh, we shall turn the... He said to me, then what it cold, do you? I didn't want it hot. I didn't want it boiling hot. Now, now we've got it so cold, I can't breathe. It's like being in the forest in Oslo. We had to go over there and uh, cut the, uh, the tree down for Trafalgar Square. 84850, uk. We take all your texts and emails. Don't forget, get your uh, emails in for Darren because he's going to be with us at about nine o'clock. Will Gowing's back with us to take a look through the papers, seeing as we're now into the new year. New year, good morning, and happy new year. Happy new year. Happy new year. Was it good for you? Um, just another... Do you know, <laughs> I, don't, I don't get excited over new year like other people do. I couldn't no? care less. I wasn't really that bothered this year, to be honest. Yeah. I was going to have a bit of a low-key affair. It was quite low-key compared to yeah. the last couple of years. Nice. I just, you know, I just sort of sit there, watch a bit of television, have something to eat, and then I climb into bed because I'm tired. I'm ready to crack on now. Oh, are you? 2011. We've got another bank holiday on Monday. Tomorrow! There's another bank oh. holiday. So, in other words, it's another day of Sunday blooming openings. It's good if you're, um, for your holiday allowance, of course, for work, isn't it, all these bank holidays? Because it means you can have lots of time off, but, um, not Some have to use have been off for about but... two weeks now, haven't yeah. they? I haven't. I've worked. summer holiday. Yeah. So, no, I'm a bit over it now. I'm looking forward to, you know, being, get, getting back into the swing of it. Yes, I agree. Okay. Oh, God, he's here now. So, so perhaps we can put the heating back up again. Seeing <laughs> as even you're looking a bit cold. It is, it is a bit cold. It's, I know. My feet have now gone like little blocks of ice. Perhaps, so perhaps we'll make it a bit warmer in here. I know. Let's. Or perhaps we'll just have a game of football or something to warm us up. It is cold. It's very cold in here. Have to very chilly. do a huddle soon. A like huddle. Penguins. Group huddle. Is the tree still up in Trafalgar Square? Yeah. When's that come down? Yes. Twelfth night. That'll come down Twelfth night. And then they, they shred it. I might they, do mine tomorrow. You could do it any time you want. Mm. Doesn't really matter, does it? Everything's looking a little bit tired in my flat now. I'll tell you what's looking even tireder, the classic FM Christmas tree. <laughs> because they didn't put it in water, and so it started off looking quite nice. And now every time you go past it, if you happen to go in the studio yeah. and you knock it, all the, all the needles fall off it. So it's just a twig <laughs> now. It's very sad. Very skeletal now. Very skeletal. I walked past it this morning. It was like Santa and all of his elves have thrown up in there. It was better last year. They had more stuff, whereas we haven't got anything. Fair well, play I did to them, put, though. Look, I've got mistletoe. Bit of mistletoe. Bit under of mistletoe. The clock. Under the clock. When does anybody go under there? When I drag them under <laughs> it. 
So they're all good. I, I, I never tell them. I lull them into the studio under false. I say, oh, should we have a look at the clock? And then when they're there, do they? <laughs> Ooh, all what's that... the time? Yeah, what is the time on the big hand when, when Big here. Ted gets round to Jemima? <laughs> anyway, in the papers today, because now we're into the new year, it's the same old, as I predicted, the same old, same old. Same old diet of January. Everyone's, everyone's cracking on with diets. We're all being told that we've got to shift as much weight as quickly as possible. Yes. It's, it's Valentine's Day soon, everyone. Every, every oh. landmark... Bit of the year. The year is a bit like a clock. Every time it reaches a certain dial, we always look forward to the next bit, don't yeah. we? So after Christmas, after New Year, it's kind of your Valentine's Day, your Easter, and then it's lose weight for the summer holidays, and it's get trim for Christmas time coming up. We're just going round and round and round. Well, I mean, to be honest with you, you're right, losing. I mean, I haven't been on a holiday yet where I've taken my clothes off and laying on a beach. I Not did for a, years. I did a beach holiday last June, which did is... you take your top off? Yeah, I did. But it's the first beach holiday I've had for years and years yeah. and years. And I actually thought I was in... I'd been to the gym for a couple of weeks before. Yeah. I'd done quite well. I was in quite good, Nick. But no, you can be fooled. Because oh. everyone else works a lot harder oh, than me, I anyway. <laughs> I can't be bothered to do it. I really can't. I've got to that age now where I'm thinking, I'm sorry, there's no point in me taking my clothes off on the beach. No? I look like something the tide's pushed up from another country. What's your ideal holiday? You're not really a hot holiday Sitting in person. the dark. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting in a Sitting darkened in the d- room. A very dark room with a bottle of vodka. Could Rocking. Be I don't slowly. know what an ideal holiday is for me, actually. I don't know. We, we, we've actually done the cruise. We, we've done the beach holiday. I mean, the kids like the beach holiday. My godchildren mm. absolutely love, you know, messing about and they get inflatable boats and they do all that kind yeah. of stuff. I'm just as happy to sort of sit there with my feet shoved in the sand. Yeah. I like the pool. I, like, I think I like the pool a bit more than the beach. Yes. Be I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit safer, I think, in the, in the pool. I find the beach all a bit messy. You can't really go anywhere. Well, look at the sort of people who use it. <laughs> well, <you laughs> don't know, know who's been in there before, do you? don't know who's been there. When I say bean, we know bean is the word that you should be using. It's all uh, very worrying. The latest thing, talking of diets, now that we are heading into the new year, I'm sure we're all thinking about, you know, uh, eating a, some cleaner food and laying off the chocks and all the rest of it. Yeah. Um, and the latest thing for diets uh, that's in the paper today, this is in the Sunday Mirror on page 20. Look at 20... them next door, just briefly. I left them some chocolates <laughs> in there. So, so what you get is you get Carl, who, who, who actually becomes like the guinea pig. So Carl will take a bite out of it and then show it to Johnny, and Johnny will then go, oh, right. And then they decide between the two of them whether or not they're going to share the chocolate or whether or not Johnny's going to have one. Jo- Johnny's a bit irritated because there's no menu, there's no chocolate Yeah, but menu. The, the trouble... That irritates me a little bit, oh, actually, when people goodness. give me a selection box. OK, there's right, no there menu. are six. Caramel <laughs> is the one that's, like, a bit hexagonal. What's the one with salt on top? You said The one with salt, salt is almond sea salt, a milk chocolate cup filled with an exquisite almond paste with a hint of sea salt and decorated with chopped hazelnuts. Like all a, right? It's like a full-on dinner all in one, isn't Caramel it? Caramel was the, uh, the one, it's sort of like a hexagonal sort of shape with just some little chocolate sprinkles on it, which is different from dark ganache, which has got roasted cocoa nibs. Your one is a milk chocolate cup filled with a delicious caramel cream centre that's capped with a layer of hazelnut cream and finished with dark... The pistachio on top is... Pistachio. <laughs> OK. <laughs> and that's a lightly whipped pistachio centre. Then there's mocha, which is with a hazelnut coffee flavour. OK, you like that one. They're and fruit. then there's vanilla honey. That's one that's got the round white dot in the middle. That sounds nice. No, I've got another. Luckily, I have another box There's of another them in here. here. <laughs> <laughs> it's a double stacker. It's hopeless. I have to read. My mother used to do the same. You take round a box of Black Magic at Christmas. Oh, Black Magic! And immediately she's looking through the menu. You think, just pick a chocolate. Just pick a chocolate. No, no, I love I'll a menu. Have... 
Oh, you don't. Yeah, I do. Mm. I love a menu. Goodness me. Because I hate being surprised by. Do you know? I hate oh. being surprised by a Turkish delights. Oh, I love Turkish oh, delights. Turkish, oh, Turkish delights, strawberry, orange, no. all the soft ones. No, I, don't I only like do it. soft. I don't do anything hard. Strangely, I like enough. the toffee ones. They're nice. I used to like the one that was um, not not toffee. It's um, uh, what do they call it? I can't remember. Um, Callard and Bowser used to make it. And it used to come individual little bars wrapped with silver paper, like crackle, like toffee. No, crackle. no. Oh, what's it called? Well, I can't remember. How we'll get back to you on that one? Yes, we'll come back <laughs> to you on that one, boy. Anyway, going back to you. Anyway, yes. No, we were just talking about the diets. Yes, so the new way of uh, losing weight, or the new thing to inspire you to lose weight, is apparently tweet what you eat. Oh. If you tweet what you eat throughout, and this is, I suppose, the take on, you know, a, a diet diary or a food diary when you write down everything that you eat during the day. But now you're supposed to name and shame yourself to the whole of, you know, your Twitter fraternity and, and all your followers and tweet what you're eating. I think everyone would be disgusted at me if I tweeted what I ate throughout the day. <laughs> that would be quite quite shameful. Uh, I wouldn't want to tell people. I wouldn't want to tell people. Either, really especially wouldn't. not over Christmas. No. Oh, Christmas, I was terrible. Mm. Two I Christmas well. lunches. Oh, oh, ghastly. I had your chocolate animal yesterday morning. I've eaten it? Yeah. It was lovely. Oh, right. Beautiful. Oh, right. You left the price on those, Steve. I couldn't peel them off. <laughs> I couldn't. It was £7.49. It was very posh, though, wasn't it? Yes. Posh chocky. It's posh chocky. It's quite nice. Very nice. Very nice indeed. So you ate it? Yeah. For breakfast. Oh, <laughs> it's lovely. Cool. A cup of tea and a chocolate animal in bed. Do you, do you think that Cheryl Cole <laughs> is having an affair with Derek Hoff? He's well, actually a dancer and he bought her a £10,000 bracelet. Yeah. Where does a dancer get that sort of money from? This is on the front page of the um, Sunday Mirror. Yeah. a picture of the two of them on holiday at the moment, aren't they? Because she's... Um, well, she's gone over to see him. Time off. I don't think he'd actually be allowed to come over here all the time. Um... Yeah, no, but they seem... Apparently it's getting a bit serious, isn't it, their relationship? There's lots of pictures of her partying away. Well, Where are they? South well, Africa. South Africa. Sebastian but they're not South holding Africa. hands or anything. They're just together. Yeah. Well, I went out with somebody, you know, we weren't holding hands either, and we're not together. I think they've just made a load of old rubbish up. Because otherwise, why would they be so stupid about a relationship? You know, I mean, how old are they? Five years old? Mm. You're either in a relationship or you're not. I don't think they are at all. Just don't believe it, it. Don't they? because you very rarely see Cheryl Cole just out on the town, just with a guy. So it's kind of. I should imagine without all the makeup on, it looks like a completely different person. <laughs> Wouldn't like to see Cheryl Cole without the fake hair on, the fake everything, and she's only about two foot tall. I love the news today as well. Oprah Winfrey's launched her her own TV network, hasn't she? Own the Oprah Winfrey network. She is rich. And leading the the, the schedule is going to be Fergie's um, Sarah Ferguson, Duchess of York, her <laughs> own reality TV show. <sighs> The Do you know, most... I'd watch it, though. I oh, would watch would it. would you? Yeah. Yeah, I would. She is boring, though, Fergie. I think it'd be quite interesting oh. to see what she's doing on it a daily basis. It would be, provided though. she lost the snooty attitude that she's got. She seriously has got, you know, for a woman who spent most of her life with a racing driver, and then Johnny Bryan sucked her toes by the pool, and we all went, <laughs> And then she's got toes. that naff old Andy, who she married, two daughters, one of whom is pretty naff, and the other one's just about bearable. And oh. you think to yourself, oh, what does she do? She doesn't actually do anything. She's yeah, just she, a waste of space. She has been embroiled in a few scandals, hasn't she, over the years? Even but, the um, Queen doesn't like her. I don't. I wonder how the royal family is going to react as well to her They'll going hate back it. out to America they will, and doing more with the media. All again. they will say is she's done exactly. She's done up until now. She's yeah. cheap. Mm. She's cheap. That's what she is. She's got no class to her whatsoever. Her, her father, of course, used to go to massage parlours. And it's going to cause lots of problems as well, because, of course, Prince Andrew um, helped her out of uh, 
her financial situation a few months back, didn't he? Yeah. Well, he so had that's to. that's going to go down very well. Sticking on the TV theme as well, of course, um, we heard yesterday, I think it was, that it was released. The Discovery Channel has um, shelved the mm. Michael Jackson documentary, which was snappily titled Michael Jackson's Autopsy, What Really Killed Michael Jackson? And that's gone now because of... Uh, In poor taste. Yeah, A little bit taste. soon. It will, it will resurface, that one. They're not going to make a programme and have it sitting on a shelf. No, and presumably it would have cost a fair whack I as well. I, I don't... I mean, I wouldn't want to watch it myself, personally, but... I don't think I'd be that interested. No. 9,000 apparently signed an online petition against the, um, the indecent documentary, they're it's calling it. many, is it? No, it's not, actually. 9,000? I think it was probably more so because it hit the headlines very, very quickly, and I think it's not going to do uh, the brand discovery that much that, that much good necessarily yeah. if it goes out. So they've obviously shelved that for a while, but as you say, that may come back a little bit yes, later. Yes, absolutely, on. it will. I'm sure after people have sort of given it a bit of a, a rest, they'll then go, okay, now we can show it. Yeah. When they think there's a decent mourning period. Alan in Wimbledon says, don't complain about the bank holiday tomorrow. I worked last week, so I'm excited to have a day to rest. Fair point, actually. A lot of people have been working. I mean, certainly in our line of work and and things like that, everyone are working lots of different hours over Christmas and New Year. So having an extra bank holiday is quite nice, I suppose, for that reason. But I think if I'm working on it, though. I've been off for most of it this yeah. year, unusually, all of Christmas and uh, the majority of New Year, and I am just feeling a little bit over it all now. now yes. Yes, I, I know people. It, it makes people very bitter. Sometimes, because people sit at home, they've got nothing to do. Mm. They get very sort of, I want to do something. Yeah, I want to do something now. And I'm, whereas I'm getting up to come into work every day, so I think every day I've been... So you haven't really stopped your routine then, have you? You're no, not really, no. It. Tomorrow I'm in from six till ten in the morning. Yeah. So, and then Tuesday back to normal, so we're all... Back to normal on Tuesday, or the rest of the country is back to normal. But some people must be out of their minds. Yeah, I think sitting at home. Um, And then, of course, another bank holiday next year as we look forward to the Royal Wedding, April 29th. At the Royal Wedding, yeah. it's declared a bank. What are we going to do for that? How mm. many people? Because in the papers today, this Another again is in holiday. the Sunday Mirror. They're saying that a lot of people are actually going to use that bank holiday to get out of London, and go oh, away. Mm. Oh, I think well, I, I would. Really? Because, well, I don't think we now any longer necessarily have the mentality in this country that of a royal wedding it's a massive spectacle yeah oh i'm looking forward to it i'm, I'm staying in town for that one definitely so oh i love my book a flight <laughs> go somewhere oh dear uh, george in reading has stuffed himself so much of a christmas he's put on a stone not not with pigeon or something like that but a lot of people eating pigeon this year why on earth are you weighing yourself exactly don't, don't weigh do yourself. it to yourself said to carl <laughs> wait till february weigh yourself we can see how big you are from here you don't need to weigh yourself <laughs> oh, amount of chocolate you've eaten let's face it <laughs> 17 minutes past eight with the travel craig bird bbc 97.3 I've just thought of another brilliant way of losing weight, that you, you, that you go into a hospital, and, and I think it was written in the book called, called, wait a minute, uh, The Valley of the Dolls, which was a Jacqueline Suzanne book about uh, a woman called Neelie O'Hara, who was a singer. It was all loosely based on supposedly real people. Jacqueline Suzanne's not with us anymore. She died of cancer some years ago. But she wrote a very good book on, uh, it was called The Beauty Queen, and it was loosely based on Jackie Onassis. Okay. Uh, because it was a woman who married a president. But in the in the Valley of the Dolls, the dolls were the tablets that everybody took in those days to keep their weight down. But mm. Neely O'Hara was a big fat bird, and so she went to Switzerland for the, what they called the sleep cure. 
Right. And she, she went there, and this was way ahead of its time, where they actually put her to sleep with an injection, and she woke up and she was two stone lighter. <laughs> and all I kept thinking was, but where would it go? You know, and then I thought, perhaps you could go into a hospital, they, they, they could give you an injection, and you go into a deep sleep, and then somebody manipulates your legs mm. and does your stomachs and the abs and makes you sit up and lie down. So when you wake up, you've got that, that figure that you so crave. And then you just go back there every six months. Yeah. And they top you up. And they just, because when I had my, <laughs> I had a big operation years and years ago when I was little, and they gave me an injection, it looked like Vaseline in, the, in the, this tube. Ooh. I know, it sounded horrible, that's all I remember, it looking like Vaseline. And she said, should we count to ten? I thought, yeah, right. I went, what? <laughs> Gone. That was it. I don't remember getting any further than one. 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 And I was out for the and count. Out. <laughs> and then I woke up and craved Marmite sandwiches. Really? Oh, the crate. And then had them and was violently ill. Have you had quite a few um, general anaesthetics? Yeah. Um, not quite a few general. I've had quite a few local. I've never had a general. I've had. I, I, I didn't like it. I tell you for why I fought it. Mm. Because you feel as though they're killing you. I know it sounds awful, <laughs> but you think. You're killing me. You don't well, you like me know, at all. Do you? you don't exactly. Don't know nowadays. And they put that mask, and I don't like it. So you're trying to rip it off, and they're trying to hold your arms down until <laughs> you've gone. It's, it's. I didn't like it at all. The local anaesthetics, I'm fine with. You must be a dream patient. <laughs> I'm not actually at all. I'm really. Does anybody tell you I'm He's kicking off? I'm rubbish at things like that. I do spend a lot of time on medication. <laughs> do you get bored if you're in hospital for a while? Um, do you get really bored, or do you kind of relish the time out? I, I think neither. I just mm. think they're all terribly clever and they know what they're doing. Mm. That's what I always think about hospitals. When I went in there, people go, oh, terrible. I'm going, listen, they do this every day. They know exactly what, yeah. what they're doing. They're so great places to people watch as well. You can yes. just sit there, watch for hours, especially visiting time. Yes, I just, some, some bits of it were terribly strange. <laughs> terribly strange, which we can't talk about on a family programme. So, there you go. Um, 84850... Uh, Phil in Watford says a dancer in America can mean something completely different to the UK. Really? Oh, right. I didn't know. So I just thought dancers were dancers. Well, that's kind of the whole transatlantic thing of um, things translating anyway. There's yeah. lots of different words, isn't there, that we can um, pick on, especially when Americans come over here and they're like, what? Nick, Nick Majerison calls trousers or je- pants. Does he? He calls them pants. I said, no, pants are underneath your trousers. He said, no, they're, they're pants. I said, no, that's an Americanism, pants. Yes. He's pants. not American, is he? No. no. Pants are, are what we wear under... Has he spent some time yes. in the States? I don't think so. Not intentionally, no. <laughs> Unless he was a drug runner or something. I mean, I, no, I don't think so. We just call it Bit pants. of a sideline. Bit of a sideline, which I thought was a bit strange, really. The, um, actually, this is, leads us perfectly into the Mail on Sunday. On page three, um, there's a headline that says, Downton Downsize. Of course, the fabulous Downton Abbey on uh, ITV1, mm. which has just finished its first series. Hugely popular. Uh, peaked in Britain at uh, 10 million viewers. Well, it's now been sold to the PBS network over in the States, but the um, storyline here is that uh, apparently Americans are a little bit worried that they're, or the execs of PBS are worried that the American audience may find Downton Abbey a little bit too complex in terms of storyline. So they've actually simplified it and cut the overall series by two hours yeah. from eight down to six because they think some of the line's storylines may be a little complex. I can't really see what they'd find that complicated about Downton Abbey. No. It's no. just feel-good TV. Yeah. You can just watch it. You don't even have to think about it. No, exactly. You don't need to know anything about them at all to enjoy it. So that's a bit odd. Uh, Anne Kirkbride got VIP treatment from Marks & Spencer's. She turned yeah. up, apparently, on, on Christmas Eve. They'd actually closed early. They'd barely anything left, so they shut three hours early. 3pm, there was a commotion, which was her banging on the front window. 
uh, shouting, please, please, please let me in. I haven't got any food. They weren't sure what to do. Then they saw it was Deirdre from Coronation Street. So, um, so they actually let her in. She was allowed to be inside for a quick private VIP shop. She spent 20 minutes picking up the essentials for Christmas Day lunch and what was remaining on the shelves. And then she thanked the, uh, the shop. Why not, if you can? Well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to try that. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> and Coronation Street will have its first gay wedding very oh, shortly. When? I'm afraid we're going to have to suffer with uh, Anthony Cotton, who plays Sean Tully. Who, to be honest with you, having seen him interviewed outside of it, he's exactly the same. Mm. Doesn't appear any different at all to me. And I don't see why. Corrie are obviously doing it to try and go PC and go, oh, look, we're really au fait with it. Mm. We're, we can have a gay wedding. Whereas, in fact, it's, you know, it, it, they, they sort of push the boat out when they've got a sex change. Mm. Who married Roy? Yeah, <laughs> sleeping to Haley. <laughs> I mean, and nobody said a word about. Have you seen that ugly sex change down the road running the cafe with Roy Cropper? <laughs> nobody said any of that, which m- m- most people suffer. So a gay wedding. Anthony says gay issues are important. And we have a duty to reflect reflect real life. Well, I don't see many black people in Coronation Street. Have they kind of avoided that part yeah, of Manchester? True, no, name me five black people who live in the street. Answer: Nobody. Nobody Carol, at all. Carol Malone in the News of the World today has put how come Coronation Street bosses spent £1 million on special effects for the 50th anniversary live edition, yet it looked like it had all been done on a junior chemistry set, uh, tomato yes. ketchup and blue peter sticky back plastic. <laughs> I quite like the, um, I quite like that uh, live show, though. I thought they did well. I didn't see it. I thought it was very good. Yeah. And I'm not actually, I'm not really a watcher of Coronation Street. I just thought it was side. odd. When, when, when they had Molly, was it Molly's funeral, who'd yes. been having relations with Kevin? Yeah. And then Tyrone found out, and Tyrone went, oh, lost his temper, you know, oh, Kevin, and pushed him into the grave yeah. on top of a coffin. Now they, they appear to be talking to each other. It's all a bit bizarre, actually, in there. Perhaps, perhaps we could see Tyrone having a relationship with Kevin Webster. That would be marginally more interesting. How many people go missing every year in this country? In this country? In this country? Yeah. Uh, ooh, I'd say 2,000. <sighs> that would be a good estimate, 2,000. Wrong. Oh, go on then. Think a lot more. 10,000. Oh, think a lot more. Really? 300,000 people every wow. year go missing in this country. And that's why when people were getting upset when they were talking about um, uh, the little girl who went missing in Praia de Luche, yeah. and we were saying, what about all the kids who go missing in this country who don't get any coverage at all in the newspapers? Yeah. Yeah. They get nothing. Absolutely nothing. 300,000. And they printed pictures of just some of them who, who've disappeared. One here disappeared, 2001. He was 15. He's now, he's now 24. I've got no idea where he is. And the majority of them kids, or does this bracket No, everyone? they seem to be everything. 31-year-old. There's a 74-year-old who, who has not been seen for a few years. Wow. Just disappeared. But there are obviously a lot of young people... Uh, people who disappear, and they all seem to be, pers- you know, uh, people who seem to be very level-headed. There seems to be no mm. reason why they've disappeared. I mean, it's it, it's it's quite easy when you're young to get fed up at home and just leave, and mm. just run away, do the the big running away thing. Uh, but these three hundred thousand people, some of them in really unusual circumstances yes. and people yes. that you wouldn't expect, people you probably never ever see again. I suppose the ones that make the headlines um, are the ones that that happen in fairly dramatic circumstances, i.e., families going over uh, over to another country for yes. a seemingly perfect holiday, and then it all ends in tragedy. And of course, those are the ones that flood our newspapers and our um, news networks. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Lorraine Kelly's New Year resolution is simple: stay off Botox. Oh. She's decided not to have... She looks good, you know, Lorraine. 
Well, she's only 51. But she hasn't had anything done, and TV's not always that kind, but I think she looks fantastic. Yes, I mean, she she talks about, I mean, to be honest with you, oh, wait a minute, Uh, Lorraine Kelly's got a fitness DVD out, I thought there'd be some blooming reason. They've all got them. Do you you know know. I'd buy Lorraine's, though, only for the reason that she actually does a lot of running anyway throughout the year. That's what it is called, walk off the pounds. She's fairly um, fit, Generally, anyway, she is so airbrushed in. on the front of this thing here because <laughs> I'm looking at a picture of her and she's the same shape all the way down on her program. <laughs> well, on the thing, she's airbrushed so she looks like wafer thin. It's just re- they just do it to make money, ladies. They've got no interest in you whatsoever. They just want to make money. I hate the predictability just... of it. It's just every that's what I don't like about it. It's yeah. all fine to be inspired to do something new, but every January. Yes, oh, of course it is. Uh, you know, we've had it from Kerry Katona yeah. through to Claire Nazir, and now you've got Lorraine Kelly, who's got her own programme to promote her own stuff on. It's quite appalling, actually. Uh, we'll take a short break. We shall come back uh, in a moment. That <laughs> well, was Butterscotch I was talking about. Martin says, uh, I think it was called Golden Cup. And that was, it, I think it was called Golden Cup as well, and it looked like a bar of... Of ch- individual things, or they all put together in a bar, and it was it was liquid toffee in the middle of each one. Lovely, which was quite nice. But I used to buy something years ago, and that was um, um, it was um, it looked like a box of chocolates, but all in a bar. So it had all the different shapes of all the chocolates, oh, okay. but you just broke it off. And there was Turkish Delight and all the ones you hate. <laughs> the stru- See, I love Turkish Delight. I used to they used to have the advert fries, Turkish Delight. Ooh, oh, I used to love it. it. Well, do you not like I always it? think it looks very pretty. Whenever I see, you know, the um, lovely Turkish delight that isn't covered in chocolate. Yes, in the proper Turkish delight, and they're all kind of dusted in, uh, you know, flour or whatever it is, or yeah. sugary, powdery sugar. Um, and I always think they look really pretty, but no, I just can't bear the taste of it. Really, it's like herbs, like eating herbs. Oh, so I'm not big into herbs. I used to sprinkle herbs on everything when I used to cook. But to be honest with you now. I, I don't cook, so there's no point in herbs. But I used to have... Everybody used to have in their kitchen a spice rack. Yeah, I, I've, I've had a few spices at Oh, home. have you? Yeah. I don't actually know I if they have. really do anything, though, all these dried spices. I used to have a spice rack that was on the wall, then a spice rack that you turned round mm. that came on a rotund, and people would go, I bought you a spice rack for Christmas. i go, thank you. I'm so happy. But then you get round to, you know... Tea. Was it the uh, Schwartz? Is it Schwartz yes. that used to do the? Still well, they obviously them. still do the spices, still do them, yes. but you used to be able to buy an A to Z of rack, a A to Z spice rack for all your different bottles and, and pots of Schwartz. Who does that much cooking? Well, my mum used to have loads of them, but really? then you'd get them out of the cupboard right at the back, and you get to you know like turmeric or what have you, expired. and they haven't yet expired like five years ago. And the most expensive out of all the spices was... Saffron. Saffron, that's right. You get a little tiny packet inside the same size jar. Gram for gram, it's more expensive than gold. Really? Saffron, yeah. I used to go to an Indian restaurant and they used to put silver on some of the dishes. You get sheet silver over oh, some of the like silver leaf. Silver leaf mm. over it. I don't know why eating silver was good. They have that with um, chocolate, don't they? They put gold leaf on chocolate. Right. Yeah. It's supposed oh. to be fairly decadent. Well, I don't think mattress... it adds, adds to the taste, oh. but it's luxury chocolate. Mm. Oh, there, there was actually a, a mattress for sale the other day on the television, and they had silver bits woven into it. What Why? Sort of, I've got no idea. Rubbish, apparently. After Rubbish. you put a sheet on it, who cares? I know, exactly. But do, do, you, do you put two sheets on the bed? Do you put, like, um, a warm sheet, like a fitted sheet, and then the sheet over the top? I have a mattress protector, and then on top of that I have a feather bed. 
and then on top of that I have a fitted sheet. Do you have a ladder to climb into your bed or something? Do you know what? So, well, I once I put two feather beds on and it was actually quite tall. I I've actually got... The pee. Yes, I've actually got <laughs> one of those mattresses that moulds to fit your body, but mine's actually oh, given I up. Know it, what said, it said there was no way it could ever mould to fit my body. <laughs> and so I've got the normal mattress. <laughs> Is that, that like on the, the sponge thing yeah. that moulds? Yeah, like the, the hard thing. And... Do you feel like an action figure in a toy box when you I wake up in the I morning? I did when I first used it. And I've, I've got the pillows as well. Oh, nice. The memory foam pillows. I don't find them squishy enough, though, the memory foam pillows. They are supposed to be very good if you suffer with um, neck problems. Yes. Because they have a little lip at the bottom, don't they, to support Well, some neck. of them do. I've got all sorts of ones which don't. <laughs> Bet you have. <laughs> I must have about five on the bed, memory foam. And I've got memory foam slippers. Really? I'm just really sad. I'm it's afraid. a life of comfort, you live. It's a life of comfort. It is. It's terrible. Uh, <laughs> Steve, I think the Jacqueline Suzanne book was called The Valley of the Dolls. Yes, it was Valley of the Dolls. And there was also another one called The Beauty Queen, which was based on the life of the um, rather disgusting... Uh, California woman called Anita Bryant. Anita Bryant's family made all their money in orange juice. Mm. They came from Florida. And Anita Bryant was a real person. And she was homophobic. And in America, she started an organisation called Killer Queer for Christ. <laughs> did she? She did. And uh, luckily, her, entire, laughing, but her <laughs> entire business collapsed. Everybody turned against her because Good. she was such filth. And so the whole orange juice business that her family had just was, went down, down the swanee, which we were all very pleased about. That's very good. That was Do you very on a lighter side of them? Um, mm. Obviously, that's fairly serious, and to be that extreme is not particularly nice. But I do find those personalities quite interesting to read about yes. the people who are just so extreme in their views. I yes. think they're quite fascinated. It would be a dull world if we didn't have those people. Oh, absolutely. But obviously, but the are. repercussions of uh, some of their everything. actions are awful. Yeah. Um, some of the unanswered questions of 2010. Why, when Simon Cowell earns £45 million a year, does he look like he cuts his hair with a knife and fork? Very true, actually. Yes, it is true. It's a bad haircut. And his lack of um, outfits as well. He always wears the same thing, doesn't he? I mean, obviously, that's a trademark. That but... naff T-shirt <laughs> yeah. and those sort of high-waisted trousers. And I keep thinking, <laughs> I think him. he's got other clothes that he puts on. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he has to do it, I suppose, for the, uh, for, for the caricature of, of him. Always yeah. wears the same thing. It's kind of a uniform, isn't it, now for his Well, that's what P- Piers Morgan did. It saved him having to worry about going out and buying clothes, which yeah. make him look a bit dorky. My dad would do that. Same He'd just clothes. buy a hundred of one thing if he could. Yeah. Yeah. Same with socks. Oh, well, figures. Go out and just buy 100 socks. After Elton John mm. uh, and his partner David Furnish had a child by a surrogate mother, you now can't stop everybody in the paper today. You've got Barry and Tony, the two gay dads, with their five children. They have five surrogates. Five. And another couple here, Roy and Jason, with their adopted son, whose mother had addiction issues and had neglected him. So they adopted him as well. And they go, don't worry, Elton, our boys love their gay dads. <laughs> there, there you go. So I don't that's know if I'd it. want that many kids. No, I, I think actually Barry and Tony just, just collect them like they're going out of fashion. Five they've got. They're all sitting in a cabinet <coughs> somewhere. I, don't, I mean, but, but the, the children are now giving interviews. Really? On how, how we love our gay dads. So at the age of sort of seven and eight, they oh, know exactly what, what gay means. Which That's is awful. Str- Although at one point, one of these couples here, Roy and Jason... Uh, Jason is an operations director for Costa Coffee and Roy is a teacher, uh, lost one of the children because the social worker expressed homophobic views. Really? Yeah. Bit of a worry, isn't it? Well, do you know what? With all of these... um, We we need this to happen. We need uh, people to to adopt five children because apparently uh, huge amounts of... um, Babies are being born every year mm. with underage pregnancies. Three <laughs> children pregnant at uh, the age of 10. Yes. Three people have uh, been pregnant at the age of 10. Shock figures reveal 20 underage girls fall pregnant every day in this country, apparently. 
which yeah. is pretty huge, isn't it? Um, with some as young as 10... Uh, shocking new figures revealed. In just one year, three girls aged 10, five aged 11, 10 aged 12, and 308 just aged 13 all oh became pregnant. Goodness. 308 13 year old girls. Good world. I'm not sure I could say anything about that. Uh, Sam says, uh, I did watch The Magicians on BBC One. I was looking forward to it, but it was lame, lame, lame. Oh, I was going to watch that yesterday, actually. I was going to uh, pop the iPlayer on for that. Yeah, he I said, I was hoping to see top magicians doing fabulous magic. What do we get? Queenie buffoon Bruno Tonioli. Oh, Bruno. What was he doing on it? It was hosted by Lenny Henry. Yeah. But uh, I didn't see it. But uh, me, I mean, I lo- I'll sit down and watch magic all the time. I love it. Love magic. I like magic as well. Yeah. Do you dabble? Yes. Oh, Are yes, you in sir- the circle? Yes. Are you? Yeah. How exciting. Magic hands. <laughs> These hands. I knew there was a sparkly aura about you. Could tell, you. couldn't you? <laughs> yes. Losing magic. <laughs> uh, Happy New Year, says uh, Emma. Oh, this is Emma and Chris. Thank you very much indeed. I've tried to find out what these uh, these heaters were in the hotel which she was looking after. And so she's said they're called Nobo. She said they are good and we don't seem to have many problems with them. That's very good. What's what's the great thing about these heaters? I'm buying them for my brother and because they were right. good in the hotel, yeah. I thought if, if, they're, if they're good in the hotel, hotels don't, don't waste money on things like no, this. No, of course. So I'll, I'll get the same ones for my brother. Uh, Dan uh, was DJing. On New Year's Eve, it was a girl's birthday today because they were born on uh, New Year's Eve. So very nice indeed. And uh, Dawn in Glasgow, she's been up in Glasgow since Friday. Friday. Stuck up there? No, no, she she went up there specifically. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) Happy New Year for all your listeners who I've made friends with and have met either at the shows or online. Noreen and Brian, Richie, Gary, Paul, Diana, Peter, James, Bridget and Simon. I'm in touch with them all on Twitter and Facebook. She doesn't get home till Friday the 7th. She's staying up there. How lovely. Oh, that's a long holiday. How nice. Very nice. Yes. And they did pass this... Uh, I got these Eclafecan tarts from Walker's. We didn't know how to pronounce them to start with. Eclafecan. And she says, before we reach Glasgow, we pass by this place called Eclafecan. So there you go. Thank you very much indeed. Where your tarts are from. That's where my, my tarts <laughs> came from, which we, uh, which we like a lot. What else? Um, we were just talking in the um, in the news earlier on about the world's fattest man, who oh, yeah. was he's lost twenty stone now. So well done him, that's fantastic. But he was sixty stone, and that's it's kind just of just amazing. It's unsightly viewing because there's lo- lots of pictures of him, of course, at the height of his weight at sixty stone. And I think, as we were saying earlier, we're all feeling a little bit kind of bloated and overeaten at the yeah. moment. And I think inside my head feels exactly like that picture. <laughs> yes. I thought it was John He's McCrick when I first looked. <laughs> it looked a bit like John McCrick. Do you know, I only found out something the other day, that hmm. all the people, you know, in, in Northern Ireland who don't have any water... Yes. You know, they don't pay for it. Oh, don't they? We pay for it for them. They don't have rates? No, we pay. How does that work, then? We pay... So our water rates go to... Every household in Britain has been paying more than £10 a year to prop up the Northern Ireland Water Company. That's what wow. we do. We actually pay... So they don't pay for water. But I don't that, want to pay uh, anymore. Are we paying just to prop up a company because it's in financial difficulties or they just don't pay well, any they rates they actually at all? get it subsidised. So they pay about 80 quid a year whilst we pay about 350. Oh, OK. But essentially our money is propped up. Essentially company. we're actually propping them up. I don't see why. No, I don't see why we should have to. All a bit odd. Yes. Um, and of course Scotland bailed them out with uh, a huge amount of bottled water, didn't they? Yeah. Which is all very nice. Highland spring water. <laughs> Wash your dishes in. I think Why that's not? quite flash. It's very flash. I've washed a car in Highland Spring Water Have before you? now. Yes, yes. Goodness. And I don't know if you saw the uh, David Walliams and Matt Lucas comedy Come Fly With Me. Yeah, I wasn't impressed at all, actually. 
Well, it, uh, some of it just wasn't funny, but no. there are thousands of people who've complained that the show was racist. Oh. And uh, Nick Ferrara, in his column in the Sunday Express today, says, to be honest with you, um, it says here, having said that, the news that thousands of viewers complained that the show was racist is deeply depressing. In this past year, uh, this duo has lampooned fat people, diet classes, travel agents, bank workers, teachers, mm. school pupils, health farms, Thai women, lovely actors, Paul McKenna, the unemployed and the incontinent and the WI. Many years back, they did spookily even skits on the black and white minstrels. The very act they're accused of aping. To those offended, try pushing the off button or, better still, get a life. I agree with that because I think comedy is supposed to push the boundaries of, of everyday life anyway. And yeah. I think that's absolutely fine. My problem with the show was I was expecting a lot more from it and I thought the comedy element was quite weak. I was yes, a bit disappointed. It was a little bit weak. Because I think all the the amount of airline shows that we had back in uh, probably the early noughties and uh, late 90s, there were loads of them. And I think to make a comedy on that premise was a really, really good idea. So I was quite disappointed. Yes. But so never mind. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You they know, d- don't always have to have a hit, I suppose. No. But, but we, they're we really were good, expecting though. it. Uh, the money for uh, Schindler's List. This is the... The real Schindler's List, mm-hmm. the list that the film was based on, uh, they reckon could go. There are only five in survival. It's got 800 men, women and children listed on it. They, they reckon it could sell for £1.75 million. Pounds, wow. Two million. Uh, it's the only one of four surviving copies and the one that's been privately held. Do they know where these copies are? Where are uh, they scattered I around think the world? so, yes. But this one in private hands, they say that Steven Spielberg is interested in buying it. It's being sold uh, by a document um, uh, man mm-hmm. on behalf of a private client. Goodness. So, I mean, it's quite something to have. Yeah, absolutely. And so, I don't know if you ever saw the film Schindler's List. Do you know what? I didn't. We were supposed to go and see it, um, obviously, when it first came out with yeah. uh, my college. Yes. And uh, it got cancelled at the last minute. Yeah. So it, it was very it. good. And at the end of it, 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 was, it was even more telling because the people that you'd seen in the film they brought them back to life again. The, mm. the real people who had featured in the film, they all came back. They were the Schindler's List. They were the children of the people and put their names up and they all came to put a stone on Oscar Schindler's grave. Oh, it was wow. quite very cleverly done, beautifully done. Typical yeah. Spielberg. But he, he could be interested in buying uh, one of these, these lists. The only well, he's one got the cash. Certainly has. <laughs> what a thing to have, though. What a thing to Especially have. Especially for him. Yes. And uh, Prunella Stack has died. If you don't know. No. Prunella Stack, bit before your time. She was no. 96, and she was the first perfect girl in Britain. She did all the fitness exercises, and she was 20. She took over leadership of the Women's League of Health and Beauty, now the Fitness of League. And um, Is there a wa- picture of her? No, there's not, actually. But she was an inspiration to millions of people around the world who sort of wanted to be fit, you know, and everybody mm-hmm. stand. I'm doing a break. I'm just explaining about <laughs> fitness. It's very important. I know Craig's sitting there. For goodness sake, I don't know. With the travel, it's... In 2011, LBC 97.3. Morning, everybody. Well, just when you thought it was safe to sort of come out of the closet, no. The X Factor live tour goes on. Uh, it's got Matt, Rebecca, One Direction, Sher, Mary, Aidan... Page, Katie and Wagner. I mean, it sounds like the ultimate NAF karaoke show. But uh, the only shows they've sold out are in Brighton and Cardiff, I'm afraid. The others, there are tickets still available. Are they coming to London? Uh, yes, they're going to be doing uh, Wembley Arena 
Oh, nice. Yes, they've got extra shows there, 2.30 and 7.30, proving, of course, that 90% of them will be miming on this tour. They certainly won't... One, one Direction certainly won't be singing, that's a fact. And uh, I shouldn't imagine Aidan will be either, and Wagner will just be the complete idiot of all time. So it's not even a very strong line-up. I'm afraid. I think also, as well, it's kind of a little bit too close to the show for me, because after... I loved watching The X Factor, and um, mm. especially towards the final. I've kind of missed a lot of the early earlier live programmes, but the last few I really enjoyed. But I think it's a bit too close for me. I don't think I'd go and see the yes. live show, because they're all fairly fresh in my mind. Yes, I, I agree with you. Lord of the Dance by <clears> Michael <throat> Flatley is touring. Oh. I love that. That's fantastic. And Kylie, of course, yes. is uh, off touring with her Aphrodite Les Follies show. Good album, good album. Is it good album? Yeah, very good. Oh, right. Um, <laughs> you won't be going to that then. Not really, I'm afraid, no. <laughs> not a huge Kylie fan. I like Kylie, but yeah. I'm just not... I wouldn't pay to go just to see a show. I've never paid to go and see a show, but I do like her. Yeah, yeah. But her tickets are very expensive. Now. Very, are they? Way out, very, of way out of my league. Oh, and, and mine too. <laughs> if it's out of your league, it's definitely out of mine, then. <laughs> I, just wouldn't, I just wouldn't spend it, I'm afraid. I don't no. know why, I just feel that, that I shouldn't. I'm always a bit funny with concerts as well. Unless I can afford to get really good tickets, I'm a bit... Because I don't really like being um, harangued into crowds and all of that. I'm not good with crowds. No, I'm not. I'm really not very good with crowds. <laughs> I'm a bit of a misery like that. Yeah. There is a, a £15 tour at the moment taking place, and it's the William and Kate Romantic London tour. You could take it. It's 15 <laughs> quid, and you can book this, and you walk around and go to all the different places where, they, where they've been... What, Prince William and Kate Middleton? Yes. Well, where have they yes. been, though? Well, they, they've been to uh, Westminster Abbey. They've been to Green well, Park. Yet, they haven't. The Ritz has a royal door chime. Very they've nice. been to... You're, you're, you're going to go to the birthplace of the Queen, uh, which is in Mayfair. Yes. Uh, then you're going to go to Garrard's The Jewellers. Richard Knoll, which and is... And not be let in. Yes. Kate Middleton's <laughs> offices. Then you're going to go to Jigsaw, Mahiki... The nightclub, the Ritz Hotel, yeah. the bootmaker John Lobb, the Queen's Chapel, St James's Palace, Clarence House, and Buckingham Palace, and then Westminster Abbey. Oh, hey, I've done I, the tour for you. I don't know if I could be bothered. I couldn't be bothered, to be honest with you. You'll probably see most of those sites if you're just wandering around the centre of town anyway. You can, you can, absolutely. You it's 15 quid. 15 quid. 15 pounds. Now, Sean Williams, mm. they, they want them all to relocate, all the people who work for the BBC. Yes, up north. And they've said to go to Manchester, shall I run it past my children? She doesn't want to go up there. I'm not surprised. I don't think many people who have lived in London for a while would want to yes. make, make the move. Not that there's anything wrong with Manchester, but I think most Why people... Why do they have to move? What's the point of moving? Is there some reason for it? It's because the BBC wants to um, shift half of their quota up north so, so that their production and programming is being evenly spread out across across the UK. Right. And not all centralised into London. But of course they don't want to shift the big shows up there. They're not going to put, you know, your Graham Norton shows and all of these hits, uh, Saturday night shows that have a massive de demand for big names. They're going to shift things like children's programming up there, news output, so that they have a certain percentage of their quota going right. elsewhere. It's a shame. Well, she, she doesn't want to go. I'm not surprised. Because she's I got a son doing A-levels and she said, I've got to think of him. Yeah. That's a fair point though yeah. as well. And they are doing very well in the ratings. They're absolutely trouncing and sitting on. Yeah, 1.3 million, I think, they yes at over, over the Christmas period. Yes. Um, which is very good. Yeah. And, in fact, Daybreak has now plunged to under 400,000. 
Mm. I mean, easier to close it now, I think. You know, put it out of its misery. It's a shame. Or perhaps put some different presenters in there and change all the camera crew. Well, one in particular. Uh, anyway. Well, if most of the BBC <laughs> staff are heading up north, they yeah. won't be very pleased to hear that uh, our train fares are obviously going up. That's been in the news a lot. But interestingly, the um, News of the World have picked up on today that these sneaky companies have actually got a little system going where they're going to increase the fares dramatically on key routes. So your routes like Milton Keynes to London, Peterborough to London, uh, many of the routes from Kent going up into the centre of town, so that would be southeastern trains or what yes, have you. Yes. But then those smaller branch lines that are run by uh, certain networks, they're lowering the price. Now, what that does is keeps the average increase per company lower. So in the press, they can say, well, actually, we've only hiked our prices by 5.6%. Yes. But no, you haven't. Overall, you've hiked them only yes. by 56 But you've actually reduced the costs of some of those routes that people don't really use and shoved up the, uh, the key routes even more. So they've kind of offset the percentages. It's going to be a year for everybody paying more for everything, isn't it? Well, it what says, with the VAT? What with the petrol? It says here, at the moment, or in 2010, a season ticket, annual season ticket, Milton Keynes to London, was £3,832. 2011, that's going up to 4140 By the time we hit 2015, you can expect to pay £5,176.94. Wow. That's an increase of over 1,300 quid. That's a lot. In four years, yes. that's a lot. That is a lot. It's all wonderful people want to drive. Although they're, they're putting up the congestion charge, aren't they? Oh, are they? I think it goes to a tenner. Oh, I mean, frankly, we get diddly squat from the eight quid at the moment, and it's not reduce, reduced congestion at all in London. That's London a lot, is isn't as it? busy now as it ever was. If you're doing that every day, yes, absolutely ludicrous. Uh, on the subject of chocolates, Gronya says my uh, mum Celia would always stab at the chocolates with her finger if there was no menu. If her finger went through, she left it for a dad. <laughs> really? I have been that's... known to pick chocolates up and squeeze them. <laughs> that's quite a good system. Yes, because I don't like the soft ones. See, see, you just like hard. Yeah. I just do soft. Really? No, oh, absolutely. So I do the strawberry, the orange, yeah. the Turkish delight. I do any of these kind of things. I can't bear doing the hard ones. Because I, I put it in my mouth. It, I just have to suck the chocolate off now. My chocolate bowl on my uh, on my uh, table, my coffee table, that's the word, uh, is full of your orange creams and strawberry creams at the moment. I really? Them in for They're you the today. only ones you don't like? Yeah. Did you have a big tin of Quality Street then? Roses this year. Roses. And because I didn't buy them, though, I would have gone for Quality Street yeah. myself because you get more toffees in Quality Street. Right. Yes, but we used to like the, the round gold toffee. Oh, yeah. And then the... the long, thin one, which had the chocolate on yeah. it. That was a favourite. Yeah, I like them as well. <laughs> but I'm, I'm not really a toffee sort of person. I remember going into a shops years ago and they used to have tins of toffee with a hammer and they'd break oh, it with the hammer. and then it you'd... yourself. Yeah, and then you'd buy bits of it. Yeah. Seemed a bit naff, I'm afraid. <laughs> I didn't do that kind of thing. But I do like butterscotch. Yeah. I love butterscotch. I can't believe we're talking about chocolate and sweets. I know, it's really after, bad. After Especially three weeks of just yes, Because that's all people have done. Yeah. Is eat sweets. We just eat sweets o over Christmas. Yeah. And I bring them in here and I put them up there and people just gorge themselves on sweets. On uh, New Year's Eve, I made a Thai curry because I was just desperate for something for clean and spicy. Something <laughs> that wasn't kind of brown and. You know, just a bit, just a bit <laughs> mild. Oh, it was lovely. I quite like Thai food. They, I love they used Thai to be food. played down the road, uh, down the road from here, and they did little starters. Mm -hmm. They were absolutely delicious. We went to a place in uh, just down from Ealing Common called Thai Nice. Yeah, and they do this. They call it volcano chicken, and it's this chicken which comes on a skewer. Sort of, it's they've always pushed it straight the way up through it. 
drenched in brandy and then set, set on fire. Fantastic. Uh, exactly. It's absolutely wonderful. But they seem to cook everything in a space about two foot by two foot. And in booze. And in booze. <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds wonderful, doesn't it? Drink his dream. Volcano chicken. Very nice. Yeah. Sounds nice, actually. I, I fantasise about opening up another, uh, another Thai nice and having Thai nice too. There's a lovely little place in Waterloo on Lower Marsh. There's uh, a little Thai cafe down there, which is really, really cheap. Five quid, two courses. Wow. Lovely. Really nice food. Really? Not a great massive menu. Yeah. But if you like just kind I of clean I don't think you should have big menus. Done. If you go into a place and the menu is too big, you think, wait a minute, how are you cooking all this? Yeah. How, how fresh is everything? Is it all freezer? And stuff yeah, like that. Of course, so you, you have to have small... lots stored up, don't yes. you, if you've got a big menu. You want a small menu. A small menu is always the one that, that attracts me, I'm afraid. Because they've probably cooked it fresh that yeah. day. I least. do like... To, I, I might have Thai later on today, actually. Mm. I could eat now. Now you've mentioned it, Mind you, I could eat anything like that. We had we had mutton curry one morning. Paul Savory brought it. He'd bought it from a, one of his favourite restaurants, and we bought him mutton curry. We heated it up. Oh, it was delicious. Yeah. See, after Christmas, oh. anything spicy, anything that's just going to yeah. reset the taste buds a little bit. We're all I still a bit think my idea out. of actually going to hospital, they give you the injection, and then they work your legs for you, exercise you. Yeah, yeah. You're ex- like on an exercise table, or one of those. I said earlier, one of those electronic ab things. If we can have one oh. of those that does your entire body, like a bodysuit, oh, lovely. and you just zapped all day. Yes. Oh, please God, it happens this year. Rippled by the end of the day. I don't, I don't want to actually be rippled, but I mean, I just, you don't I want just, Arnie rippled. No, I don't want Arnie rippled. No, thank you. What spice would you put on sprouts? Just Phil, I wouldn't put any. Sp- Spice on sprouts. Bacon and horse chestnuts. Oh, lovely no, on sprouts. No, not really, no. Mm, just no, by themselves. Is. Bit of water. A little bit of water and then just eat them. Just no. by themselves. I like a bit, because I don't really like Sometimes the Sometimes grated cheese. Very nice. That's quite nice, I like cauliflower cheese, but stronger. Oh, I love cauliflower cheese, but love really cauliflower bad for cheese. you. Really, but really fattening. Yeah, really fattening. Oh, and we've done all that anyway. Oh, we've done, we've enough, done all those Enough Christmas of the fattening foods. stuff. Will Gowing's <laughs> got to go. He's made us talk about food. Uh, so we'll see you a little bit later on in the year. Good to see you. Look forward to you. Thank take you care. for that. Look forward to you. Look forward to seeing you later <laughs> in the year. We're going to take a short break. Uh, and Darren's with us. <laughs> Morning, everybody. Look at this. The sun's come out. Will, Will gets the last bit of the sun. As he leaves the studio, Darren enters the studio, and we can pull the blinds down now, actually, because I can't see anything when the, when the uh, curtains are open. It looks lovely, though, doesn't it, out there? A little bit chilly, but uh, that's, that's Sunday for you, and it's a second. So just in case you're one of those people who has woken up and going, wait a minute, I've really, <coughs> excuse me, really lost track at the moment of where we are. Because I, I have to keep asking. I came in this morning to ask Nick Majerison, who wasn't sure at the end of his show what time he was finishing. Because he said, no, normally on the Sunday we have the best of Nick Ferrari. And I said, ah, you wouldn't have today because Nick Ferrari's not been on for a week. He's back on Tuesday. So I'm here tomorrow between 6 and 10. And, uh, and today I'm here until 10, which is good news. Because Darren's back with us again. Morning. Morning, morning, morning. This is the Christmas holiday. It just keeps on giving. Do you know, that every time you wake up, you think, oh, today we'll be back to normal. They go, no, there's another bank holiday tomorrow. And you're right, it's the holiday that's gone on, as far as I'm concerned, too long. They're taking down the uh, decorations in Bond Street as I cycled in this morning. Are they? Mm. What, on the second? Well, the ones at Cartier. Oh, those ones. Oh, Oh, are they? Oh, what a shame. Oh, you know why? Because if they take them down today, then when everybody goes, then they'll finish doing tomorrow. So by the time we get to Tuesday, it'll be back to normal. Yeah. Oh, how disappointing. I like that. Anyway, we've got loads of things to uh, to get through this morning. So do you want to plough straight on? We've got got tons of them. You've got them. I know, we have here. Okay, ready? Yes. Here we go. Here's Kitty. 
who says, I've got a Packard Bell and my graphics keep going huge. I've just had it repaired at a cost of £130 twice now and it's just gone again. I was about to dump it and get an apple, but I just got fired up and it was normal, but the screen then went blank. I cannot keep getting it fixed. Do you have any idea what it could be? could be a number of things. Obviously, if you've had the gaff- graphics, cl- <laughs> graphics card replaced <laughs> twice... but you can't read. <laughs> I'm not really, I'm just thinking what this could be. Then it's not the graphics card. It could be the motherboard, it could be the drivers of the graphics card as well. Mm. Now, if they've just replaced it and you've paid this money and it's not working again... There must be a guarantee. It, it should. Your repairs should be guaranteed. Yeah, for a year. So take it back. Well, it wouldn't be a year on a repair. It would be oh. probably a shorter time for that. So take it back. But if it's more than three or four years old, it's time to think about buying a new one. Right. They always say once you start having something repaired, if it keeps breaking well, it depends down... depends what it is. I mean, the thing, should I dump it and get an Apple? If you buy an iMac, for example, which you've got, Steve, you can't open it up and start playing around with it if it goes wrong. Yeah. You have to take it back to the Apple Store or whatever, and someone comes and takes it away and repairs it. Oh, right. And if you've got an extended warranty, that's fine. But after your first year, that's when the money on something like an iMac would start going, because if the graphics right. card goes, that's another £130 you're going to pay. Right. So, although I would not recommend, you know, when you go to a shop and they say, would you like an extended warranty for the iron that costs £2.50? Yeah. No, thank you. Right. On a computer... Right. If you're spending a, a sort of large amount of money, I would consider getting the extended warranty. Right. If you're spending £1,500 on a computer, for goodness sake, and the warranty for another three years is 130 mm. you may as well go for it. Yes, yes. So much choice out there, bewildering array, isn't there, really? I mean, I don't know what, you know, when people say to me, oh, what computer would you get? I say, well, I've had a Dell in the past. I've had all sorts of computers. <laughs> now I've got an Apple. Uh, one here from Jonathan. He says, I've got a netbook running on Windows XP. Can I install a DVD decoder to run my external DVD-RW device? It was with a, supplied with a small software disk, but the instructions say Windows XP shouldn't need it to run. It does operate with CD-ROM and CD, but not DVD. Deco- if you're trying to burn to a DVD, you will need some DVD burning software, something like Nero would suggest. Download the trial version from their website. And uh, give that a go, see if that works. OK. Uh, I've got one here that you don't have a copy of. This is uh, John, who says, Every so often, my monitor decides to go to sleep for no reason. Mm. So I turn everything off, restart the PC, and the monitor opens in low resolution. After a couple of restarts, it regains its composure, and everything is fine until the same thing happens again. I've updated the NVIDIA driver, so it's not that. Can you suggest something else? It's now becoming annoying. They will be either under the... I'm just having a look at the computer here. Under display, there'll be a section that tells it when to go to sleep. Right. And you want to make sure the settings on that, under the power, the monitor power to save energy. See this one here, it says turn off monitor after 20 minutes. Right. So in 20 minutes' time, this computer will turn off. Right. It's a bit like the producer, really. (laughs) 20 minutes' time. Ooh, funnies as well this morning. (laughs) Good Lord. He's had a very tough Christmas. I can tell. You can yeah, tell he's had yeah. a tough Christmas. He needs a haircut year. as well. He, he's, the he's youth going, of today. Yes. I think he, he's going for the emo look, or is it <laughs> Ewok? <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. It was something like that. So that's it. So just check on what the sleep, sleep time, time is. is yeah. Mind you, I did something the other day. I, after my card was cloned, not a happy bunny again for the umpteenth Thank time. Thank you for paying for my Christmas. Yes, I'm oh. glad you enjoyed the women's clothing. Yeah. And, um, and I then go to Amazon and I buy something, so I, I input another card for them. 
And and then I realised that I must have pushed the wrong button because the invoice address, I've, obviously, is my bank manager for some reason. So she must be thrilled to pieces. Because I ordered... We saw this, this magic book yesterday in Selfridges. You sent her that? No, I've, se- I've, I've sent it to the right people. I had okay. to check what I was doing. Oh, you, some... you can cancel the order. Yes. Yeah. I didn't want to cancel it. Because in Selfridges, this, this magic book is called... What is it called? Magic. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a fanta- it's the best magic book I've ever seen. It's the history of magic. It's got all these lovely photographs. I mean, if there's members of the Magic Circle listening, this is... It's been out for quite a while now. Well, I'd never seen it before. Oh, it's a beautiful, beautiful book. It came out about a year ago. Oh, right. In yeah. Selfridges, they're selling it for £136. Yeah, it's by Jim's Amazon... It's something like £76. £73. £73, which is, you know, a vast difference. It's magic from 1400s to the 1950s. It's written by Jim Steinmeier, who's probably one of the greatest modern uh, masters of technical illusion. Mm. Ricky Jay, who's one of the best card magicians out there. Uh, Mike Cavaney as well. All these names. Yeah, the Lincoln coat hangers, yeah. Um, But the artwork they've dug out is absolutely beautiful. Uh, Some of the photos... Of magicians on st- really well, good the stuff. One of the most it's a huge book. The most interesting photo for, 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 for me, from a London perspective and an LBC perspective, is the photograph of the uh, the Alhambra Theatre, which was mm. next door to this building. Yeah. So next time you go up to Charing Cross Row and have a look at Barclays Bank, that horrible modern fifties building. That's where once it was. there was a stunning music hall yes. and all the great names of magic and, and Dante. They've got a big photograph of Dante yep. when he was doing his show there, and it yeah. ran from the back here on the Charing Cross Road all, all the way, way through to into Leicester Square. Square. Two shows a day. Yes. But then if you look at people like David Devon, one of the great magicians in the nineteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds, you look at his touring mm. money. He made roughly £400 a week. Yeah. Now, that doesn't seem like very much uh, money. Uh, Bearing in mind, most people's average wages today are about four or £500 a week. So, in today's terms... Thousands. <laughs> thousands upon thousands. But it's a great book. But 70, £76 on Amazon, as opposed to... 73 yeah. As opposed to the 136 at Selfridges. Yeah. Uh, Sylvie is using Vista Home Premium on her desktop. Yeah. When I try to listen to live to LBC, I just get a blank drop-down menu. My speakers are connected and working, and I'm able to pick up other sounds, e.g. those attached to greeting cards. I've looked at your FAQs, but I've been unable to solve it. It sounds to me like you haven't got Silverlight installed, which is a Microsoft product. Go to Microsoft's website, type in Silverlight, download that, mm. reboot the browser, go back to LBC's website, and that should work. Okay. Okay. Fairly straightforward, that. Yeah. Happy New Year to Claire, Noreen, Brian, Jan, Dawn, Bridget. In fact, everybody, says Gary. I struggled to stay awake to see the New Year in, but just about managed it. Then got called into work. Can't say too much. to get Managed to get back home some 18 hours later. Oh, I'll tell you. I just want to sleep over Christmas. I've got a question for Darren. Is it advisable or needed to download an antivirus for the iPhone? No. <laughs> Fairly straightforward, eh, Gary? So you don't need to? No, no not you don't need to. Okay. If there are any virus problems with the iPhone, you'll hear about it on this programme. Yes. But currently, there's no nothing affecting the iPhone. OK, so you're right on that one. Martin! Happy New Year, incidentally. Uh, Martin says, I have a Western Digital My Book World NFS disc connected to my router. Holds all my music photos and videos so they can be shared between my PCs. I have iTunes on a Win PC to update my iPod. iTunes finds the WD My Book World and can find all the music. When I connect my iPod to the PC, it'll download my music, but not the photos or videos. You need to get some photo software to deal with the photos on your phone for your computer. 
Um, you can download a trial of something like Photoshop or PaintShop Pro or any of those. Paint if you're Shop using Pro. a Mac, for example, you, Steve, have something called iPhoto. So you would connect the iPhone to your Mac, mm-hmm. launch iPhoto, and it would download all the photos from there. All right. Okay. But Clever. On a PC, you need to get some photo management software. Martin knew, of course, the answer to the silver paper-wrapped Callard and Bowser suites. They were butterscotch. I love. I don't know what butterscotch is, but I used to love. You could you could put a butterscotch sweet in your mouth, and you could keep it on your tongue like that until it just went really small. It was de- it was it used to make you salivate for some reason. And you wonder why you're diabetic. Exactly. Yes. Well, I don't wonder why I'm diabetic. That's the well, thing. Butterscotch is just sugar and butter. It's really nice. <laughs> is that all it is? Yeah. Got And with a bit of flavouring. Really? Yeah. The flavor Why don't you just go into Sainsbury, buy a, a tub of butter, eat that, and then put some sugar in your mouth? What a fantastic mm. idea. Do you know, we used to do that years ago. We'd go and sit in little cafes with our parents and tear open the packets of sugar and pour Can them in our mouth. I know. Yeah, but everybody did it. Every kid did it. Or sugar cubes. If they had sugar cubes oh, on I the table, you'd pick them, them up. You'd, mm. you'd put the sugar cube on your mouth. You'd go, uh, 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 melt it, melt it. And you'd put another one in. You know, I've got a, store, a packet of sugar at home that my friend Daryl bought me, I think, and it's, it's the ace, it's hearts, clubs, spades and diamonds, but in sugar. How cool is that? Not. No, just me again. Mm. OK, listen, we've got some, uh, some more of your uh, questions. We've got quite a few of your questions for Darren, uh, which we'll get round to in a moment. First of all, I'll tell you, it's LBC, it's 9.15, and we've got the travel with... LBC 97.3 everybody. It's nice to have your company. It's 17 minutes past nine. Andrew Pierce with you after the news at 10 this morning on LBC. And he'll be dropping in just after the news at 9.30 to tell you what he's got in store for you. Uh, Barbara says, I keep having little notices with a yellow exclamation mark saying, error. This message presents itself in various forms, usually when I'm trying to do some action with my digital prints. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Am I facing the right way? I Shall I repeat it for no, no, you? No, 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 don't repeat yeah. it. I'm just thinking. She so, gets a yellow X. I think she means exclamation mark. Explanation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you've got the software disk for your digital prints, presumably you're um, using some form of software to print them. Yeah. Make sure that's up to date. Because uh, it sounds like... Might not be recognising the new software. Or uh, go and have a look on their website and see if there's a new version of it. Yeah. Error. That's not very helpful, is it? No, error doesn't uh, help, actually. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Hope that helps. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, just let us know, Bob. Tell us what software you're using. Yeah, try on the website of the of the piece of software that you've yeah. got. Okay, and reinstall it, it as well. You'll have, if you've got the disk somewhere, reinstall it. Okay, just make sure you've got the right one. Uh, Rena wants to buy an entry level DSLR camera. Mm-hmm. What can you buy for under four hundred? Well, well I'm actually, at the moment, there's quite a, probably a reasonable choice, isn't there? Yeah, because of it's, sales. it's a good time to buy as well. Um, I'm a big Canon fan, as you know. Yeah. Chris Christodoulou is a big Nikon fan. Yes. Both Never the, the twain shall agree. No. Um, <laughs> he's got a PC, I've got a Mac. Right. His, I, his iPod doesn't work, mine does, so there you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> Happy New Year, Chris. <laughs> Happy New Year. I would um, go into somewhere like John Lewis where you can go and play with the Nikon and the Canons. Have a little play with them and see what you feel most comfortable with. Right. Just remember, with digital SLRs, buying the camera is just the beginning. You've then got lenses to consider. 
some good packaged bundles out there so you can buy a camera body yeah. and it'll come with a lens but then you're going to start building up your lens collection because you'll want portrait lens telephoto lens zoom lens all the rest of it so. why don't they just have a lens that does it all they do but they're compact cameras and you don't have the same control over your your photograph right, right. so if you want to start taking the sort of pictures that chris takes oh god i don't think i'll ever move to that level well that that's not a £400 camera, and you add another noughts, and you're, you're, you're almost there. £4,000? Yes, but then he's a professional photographer. Oh. He uses it every day, and he needs a machine that's going to yes. work every time he pushes the button. And he is good. When you're taking pictures of the Queen at the yes. Royal Albert Hall, you You're not going to say, sure. excuse me, Your Majesty, is it possible we can do that one again? <laughs> and that's why he has two, and he's got double lenses for everything. So he's, you know, like most professional photographers. Yeah. Another friend of mine, James... He uh, he's just started out. He spent thirty thousand pounds so far on his camera. No, yeah, thirty thousand pounds. Two bodies, various lenses, lots of cards. I mean, oh. the cards that go in them. If you buy a CF card for sixty-four gig, that's another eighty quid on top. Wow. A battery for a high-end Canon camera, the three and a half thousand. That's one hundred and twenty pounds for the battery alone. Good grief! Actually, strangely enough, my my brother wanted a camera for Christmas, and I was going to give him my second-hand one <laughs> yes. because I've got. Did you I, like that? Generous. I'm generous like yeah. that. No, because he, he does get loads of things. I mean, I sent him the other... He doesn't know I've sent it. He'll probably hear this programme. I've sent it... You know, we saw the Paddington thing. You haven't bought him that. I bought him that. It's a Paddington bear box. He likes Paddington. Him and Marion like Paddington. Mm. And so I've sent them the, the box set of Paddington. Right. Do, 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 do. And they can watch Paddington. So, going back to the question... Um, yes. Canon, EOS, 1000D, that's a start with um, them. Will it you... be right sort of money? Yeah, they are the right sort of money. Also, consider whether or not you want it to have a video facility inside it as well, so you can use it for video recording. Good but luck. Just remember, the body is just the beginning. You've got the yes. ba extra batteries, extra lenses, and, of course, the memory cards as well. Right. And then you need good software on your computer to process them all. Oh. You'll need an external <laughs> drive to back everything up on. I bet poor reader wishing I'd ask. Also, go to there's some great magazines out there. Photography Monthly, lots of recommendations there. Yeah. So you've got a local camera club. Yes, that's always um, a good idea. Down we, in Kennington, there's a great one. We have a local diabetic club. Are you roughly a, the same. life member. <laughs> camera club, and they will give you lessons on how to use it and have processing stuff there. Right. As well. Oh, lovely. I think now the, it's such an exciting time in photography. Whereas before, ten years ago, buy a camera, roll a film, that'll be a fiver. Take thirty six pictures. Yeah. Get it processed for another five, cost of fortune. Yes, yes, true. Now you can do it all online. You're so... Carl had some really good pictures done of himself. Did he? Which we managed to find on uh, YouTube when he was doing a, an audition. For something. Oh, yes, I've seen managed that. Managed to find, yeah, find yeah, those yeah, ones, yeah. which are very good indeed. Mm. Put a smile on our face. So Canon and Nick and I'd recommend. Yes, OK. Uh, Esther says, uh, I've recently purchased a new laptop. It's a Toshiba. Up until now, it's been running fine. However, recently, an antivirus scan alert appeared completely disabling my use of the laptop. It does not allow me access to browse the internet, and it does not allow me to open save files. It would seem that the only way to get rid of it is to fully purchase the recommended antivirus software package. Having failed to locate and delete the problem, I've completely formatted the laptop and loaded AVG onto the computer, but the problem has reoccurred. I am at a loss as to know what to do. I suspect this is probably not a virus problem, but it's probably something like Scareware that's trying to make <coughs> you buy some other form of software. Right. Now, if you can get back online and go to the LBC website, download Adaware and uh, some of the other stuff on there, right. and run that to see if it can find w out what's going on. Okay. Right. right. That always works, does it? doesn't always work, but that's the starting point. Adaware, SpyBot, run those two first. Right. Now, I've had this, this next one 
loads of times. Since last week, I've been getting these ones. Why has the LBC app disappeared from the App Store? And I'm able to listen to you on my iPhone from Judy. Now, what we offered last week was, because I don't want to lose you listening to LBC, I offered you an alternative way of getting the LBC app. Because there was a problem uh, with the whole... System. There yeah. is still a problem. We yeah. thought it was going to be cured last week, but it's not. They- they've said it'll be sorted in the new year. But for those people who cannot get enough of LBC, and thank you for that, the alternative of way of, of getting it is what? Sorry? It's what? It's not- you can't get it on the LBC website, can you? No, you can't get out. You no, can't- you can't get the app. You can't get the you app. It's- that's broken. If, if you did- you're trying to listen to LBC on the website on your phone, it won't play. Yeah. You need the LBC app, but the LBC app is currently not working. Right. Um, there are lots of radio apps. If you just go to the App Store, yeah, type in radio, and it'll bring up a whole choice. The one I use is called Tuned In. You just type in LBC. Yes, that's what I got LBC. from a lot of other people. And then the LBC app will be working again later in the week, we yeah. hope. Okay, so fingers right. crossed for that one. So if, it's still working on the iPad, strangely. Yes, it's, still, yes, it's, it's working on a but few other things. you can't download it if, it if you haven't already got it. Yes. So, uh, so that, that was the problem for a lot of people. So we, we gave you the alternative just to make sure you can carry on listening to LBC. I only listen to LBC now on my iPhone and my iPad. Yeah. So I'm out and about with a dog. I have stuff. it in here. Yeah. I have it on my phone. It doesn't work at the moment. So it doesn't li- work at the so moment. you have to listen to it on another piece of software. Yeah. Okay. Uh, one here. This is from, uh, from Steve, who says, Your help in recommending the best laptop to replace a desktop and laptop would be much appreciated. I need it for documents side by side, so I would prefer a big screen, presentations and internet, something fast. My current MCs are so slow to start up news, I could knit a jumper. Would I be better off with a, an Apple or a normal Microsoft MC? Um, MacBook Pro. MacBook Pro. It's expensive, but you get what you pay for. When you say expensive, how much is... They start at about £900. Do they? And uh, it's up from there. But is that what I've got? You've got an iMac. Right. But again, go into any of the high street stores. I often say places like John Lewis, because when you go into John Lewis, you get a two-year guarantee. Yes. And on a laptop, that's very useful. Yes. after the first year, you don't want to start having to pay for repairs. No. They sort it all out. I've never had one that needed repairing, have I? Uh, yes, you have. Oh, have if I? If you remember the man from Dell turning up at your house. Oh, yeah, but know? that was only because the um, the hard drive Yeah, just a minor thing. thing. I had to drive. show him how to, un- <laughs> and how to take it out. <laughs> so it was a bit of a joke, seeing as I was, I was not the expert. If you're looking for a PC alternative, Sony Vio, great PC. Again, yeah. they're not cheap, though. People are under this misconception that... Because they see computers Apple. on sale for yeah. two or three hundred quid. Yeah, and they think they're going to be able to do presentations and... Yeah. Pl- and it just doesn't work. That's why so. they're called Pro. Yeah. I told you that my, my six-year-old, Dan... Uh, she's she's got a laptop. When did you get you? When did you have children? You've been adopting as well. Oh, I've been doing surrogates many years now. I have uh, an orphanage. You're full six of year them. old. She's six. She has her own computer. Okay. She has her own computer now, and it's a proper one. It's an adult computer because at six years old they're doing computers at of school. They are at six. Well, it's the few. It's now. Look at. Yeah, but the worst thing the is, if I give her my phone when she I go knows around, how to use it, and you she don't. knows how to use it. <laughs> She can play all the games. I, I have to download games. I have no idea how to play these games. She's there going... She knows exactly... She changed the wallpaper on the phone. I said, how did you do that? She said, I'll show you Uncle Steve. You think, oh, for goodness sake. How to make yourself look like a complete and utter prune with a six-year-old. When in Firefox, says Sharon, on internet, it frequently closes saying, Fire- <coughs> excuse me, Firefox has encountered a problem and has to close to debug. This message occurs on many sites. The computer just closes all programmes and I have to use Internet Explorer to go on the internet, which I find really slow. Do I have a virus? 
could do, go to the LBC website again, download the stuff, as I say, Adaware, Spybot, reinstall Firefox, go there, make sure you've got the latest version. Also, if it's got bug problems, it may be one of the uh, plugins that you've installed. So uninstall those right, and start again. Or go and try an alternative browser such as Opera. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Safari is another one. Mm-hmm. Just type it to Google and you'll be led to the website. Okay. All right. Uh, one here that says, The battery in my iPhone 3GS is not lasting as long as it used to. Mm-hmm. I've had the phone since August 09. Will the battery that comes in the iPhone 4 fit in my phone? No. If it does, how much will it cost to replace the battery? It doesn't. It's a difference. Because it's a sealed unit. Yes. You can't um, just swap batteries on the iPhones. No, you can take it in and get it repaired. I think it's about 100 quid. Yeah. So you might be thinking you see, about that. I also am old enough to remember when you could take a battery out of a phone. You can on most phones. Yeah, still. you can't do it on iPhones. No, sealed unit. They're all sealed. Is there a reason for that? Uh, they don't want you opening their phones up and fiddling around in, with the insides. Oh, right. <laughs> but the, if, but if, if, if they can do it, is there a secret screw somewhere? Is there, yes. Sorry? If you look at the bottom of your iPhone, yeah, there's two little screws at the bottom by the microphone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Okay, I'll have today. Yes. God knows what's in there. I shall find out. Darren, thank you very much indeed. Pleasure. Darren's back with us uh, next week on the programme. He'll be with us on Tuesday telling you where to go. Quite a number of people probably tell you where to go over the festive season. Uh, we're going to celebrate a birthday. We've got the papers. I must tell you as well about this plaque for Gilda O'Neill. Uh, and I'll give you the details of that coming up uh, very, very shortly. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it's 27 minutes to... Uh, no, it's not. It's 28 minutes to 10. It's Steve Allen's son. Give the gift together those here. They're too rich for me. They are too rich for you. And also, what when we say too rich, it's... it's Everybody's gone diet mad. Andrew Pierce is here. Luckily, Andrew doesn't need to worry too much about diet, not but at fashion. All, he needs lots of lessons in. I thought this is quite a festive sort Even of Carl's shirt. looking at that with sort of shock horror in his face. He's looking at it thinking, would he ever wear anything like that? And the answer is, no, he wouldn't. No. no. And, and I, in truth, Steve, looking at you, wouldn't wear a deck chair, but you appear to be comfortable. I like wearing deck chairs, excuse yeah. me. Pity the deck chair. <laughs> pity, the, pity the strain. I'm glad you had a miserable Christmas. Yes. I can tell you really had a horrible time. Yes. Back to politics. Yes. Um, as Elton sends you a congratulatory card. Yes, do you think I'll be invited to the christening? No. Funny that. <laughs> and I don't think you're going to be Godfather either. Actually, but I was, I was strange enough, sort of, sort of there with you yeah. on it, because I just thought they've left it such a long time. They've been together ages and ages. They've been turned down for adoption. Yeah, so they buy a child. So they instead. buy a child. It makes me feel, I think it's grotesque. Well, I mean, I've, It's I've, too old. He's 64 in March. Yeah, but then the trouble is you could say the same for parents, can't you? Say, you know, should these people have children? If, if he wants to... I mean, I'm, I have no doubt the child will be loved. What worried me the other day was the fact that he keeps touring. He so only knows how to tour. He doesn't sit at home like normal people. He begins the first tour, the next tour, in the middle of this month, yes. the first important time in that new baby's life, when he's yeah. got to bond with his parents, and Elton will be on tour in hotels, and how much of the nappy changing will he do? Well, None. I did say I shouldn't imagine we doing any nappy during no. the at all. There'll be nannies galore. Yeah. That's why I called the, bo- the, the, the child a poor little rich child. Well, apparently, I mean, it, it, it's going to have lots of sort of godparents all around there. I predict one will be Elizabeth Hurd. Oh, I, I, I guarantee. She apparently has been nursing her child in the garden, and they've n- never had any paparazzi pictures at all. No. Of, of that, because I think you can be in Elton's garden and mm. nothing is seen at Dude, all. It's so vast. Yes. Anyway, I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about. <laughs> no, you're not doing the program. I'm talking control orders. These are the means by which the government has, the authorities have been able to detain under virtual house arrest terrorist suspects. They're to be relaxed and lifted. This is a victory for Nick Clegg for the Lib Dems. The Conservative part of the coalition don't like this at all. They'd rather keep terrorist suspects 
under lock and key, under house curfew for a very long time. So that should um, stir people up. Did you know that passengers flying from Heathrow and other airports in the south-east England are going to face extra taxes? more than in any other part of the country because the government has decided we in the t- south-east have to pay the price of the fact he throws overcrowded. Did you know as well that all the people in Northern Ireland who don't have water, it's only, they only pay an average of £80 a year for their water. We pay three fifty. We're subsidising their water. You know why? It is no. the last state-owned water company in the United Kingdom. Right. So that's why we are still bailing out Northern Ireland. To the tune of, of £10 yeah. per... My water bill is unbelievable. Mine for is one, as well. For, considering I live on my own. But also, has anybody ever thought, you're not keeping the water, you're recycling it. Even if you drink it or use it for the toilet, you don't... You're not keeping it. No. I know. I'm also talking to... Um, uh, the, the guest paper review today is Mike Penning. He's the road safety minister, conservative minister. Um, I'm going to be talking to him about um, road charging and... Um, mm. Bumps in the road oh, and all bumps. that sort of oh, thing. And bumps. congestion charging. Oh, does how. get people going, doesn't yes, it? Yes, yes. Going up congestion. Yeah, and cricket. Oh. The fifth test starts tonight. Um, are we good? Are we... We're often bad losers. I think we were pretty bad winners, too. We did rather, um... Allow the Australians to wallow in the embarrassment of it all, mm. didn't we? I'm talk to I think cr- wallowing is the wrong word, as they've got flooding everywhere. Yes, they have, actually. I'm talking to Angus Fraser, who's a former cricketer who played for England. Right. Apparently. Because you wouldn't know. I wouldn't know, no. actually. I haven't watched uh, any of the cricket. Yeah. See, Carl has got a big spectacle because he goes, excited, he did. So Carl's very excited about yeah. that because, surprisingly, looking at Carl, he is a sporty person. I am surprised. He follows sport. We, we were doing a thing the other day on the television whether or not he was the perfect man, and the perfect man, apparently, is sort of a little bit taller than him as well, but drinks a pint. Yeah. And, and one of them was, was has, has a pert bottom. Right. Of which he didn't fit into that category no. for some reason. And if he but does do sport, he obviously does it from his armchair. <laughs> no, I think he plays rugby. Does he play rugby? Oh. No, not anymore. Oh, oh right. there is that danger, Carl. There is that danger. Thank you, Andrew. Pleasure. Andrew's going to be with you after the news at ten o'clock this morning. Birthday on Wednesday. I have to do it today because otherwise we'll never get round on Wednesday. It's Jack's birthday on Wednesday. And Jack's going to be ten. How lovely to be ten. How lovely to be ten. Oh, I could... For, for, for many of us, including Mummy and Daddy, it's just a distant memory. Ten years old, you'll have a wonderful time. There'll be cards and presents, and everybody at school, Jack, will wish you a very happy birthday. It'll be nice. And teacher will make you stand up, and they'll all have to sing for you. So have a lovely birthday on Wednesday. Jack's going to be ten. Are you all right today? All right, OK. Just checking, you know. I'm, I'm concerned. Don't... It's, well, it's, I don't know, it's OK, actually, the temperature in here at the moment. Wait till the time we get round to Wednesday morning. Uh, it was Maria in New Barnet who says, I can remember Fry's Five Centres. They had coffee, orange, strawberry and lemon. I don't remember lemon, but I do remember the five centres. Actually, I used to like the five, but this was not. The- yes, it, what it was, it looked like a Fry's cream, but each bit of the bar was a different flavour, so you could break it off. Coffee, orange and strawberry and lemon. But the other one was um, um, a thing. It looked like a box of chocolates. It wasn't Revels. It was a bar which had different shaped chocolates on it and you broke off and each chocolate had different things in it. And I can't remember what it was called. Probably something very silly. Uh, Steve in Harlington loves peanut brittle but can't find it. Oh, it's everywhere. You cannot move for peanut brittle. And I also love peanut brittle. Although, don't make the mistake of getting it from ke- sorry, from Kefalonia. Uh, because Kefalonia's peanut brittle is half an inch thick. I lost four uh, crowns on peanut brittle from Kefalonia. It is delicious. 
It's just toffee and peanuts, isn't it? There's something about it. And they do it with a chocolate on, but it was never that, uh, that good. Bridget says, Happy New Year to you and your team and to my Steve friends, Noreen, Gary and Dawn. Off to do a home visit for a rescue Labrador or Bishop Stortford this morning. Bishop Stortford. You're not that far away from my godchildren at Bishop Stortford. Uh, really not. Uh, nutmeg is nice on sprout, says Deanna. Diets are a sheer waste of time, effort and usually money. Try to walk a bit more every week. It'll make you healthier, happier and might help your figure. Don't, you know, buy silly fitness DVDs. I, I t- this has been my, you know, thing all the way through. I don't care if it's Lorraine Kelly or Kerry Katona or anybody else at all. You don't need a fitness DVD. They're terribly expensive and you won't lose anything. Because whatever you lose, you'll pile back on again. So do not, please, do not waste your time and money. Because it's uh, ridiculous. James has started the new year with a winter flu bug. We've had some people here who've had it, who've really come in looking ever so miserable. (laughs) They've oh dear, and feel absolutely terrible. Now, do you remember a lady called Gilda O'Neill? Gilda used to write about the uh, the East End. She was she'd always send in uh, texts and emails to this uh, program. She was a big stalwart and a big supporter of uh, of the East End, and used to write about it all the time. Uh, lovely lady. I only ever met her the once. I seem to remember a long, long time ago. Anyway, um, sadly, she uh, she lost her life. It seems oh, seems like yesterday, and uh, for the family as well, uh, an absolute tragedy for them. But uh, they get, she's going to get a plaque. Uh, at the Grapes in um, Limehouse, which is quite nice. It's going to be a very informal affair, and they invited me down there. I'm so thrilled, John, that, that, that there's going to be a nice plaque for her, and uh, they've got two singer-songwriters there, and it's going to be lovely. This, this pub, incidentally, is one of the oldest pubs in the East End, frequented by Dickens and Peeps, and it's about ten minutes away from the City of London by bus or rail, so they're going to put up a plaque to her. So that's a very, very nice thing to do, and it's nice. We were, we were walking about the West End yesterday and all around Grosvenor Square, and we came across a house there with a plaque next to... I can't remember the name of the club, because it looked lovely, and you could see some, what some of these big private houses used to be like with ballrooms and chandeliers. And one of the houses there had a plaque on because the Bee Gees lived there, and they lived there from, like, 68 to something like 1980. It was an awful long time. And I quite like these plaques going up because you stand there and Darren had an app on his phone that told him... If if you actually put in an address, it tells you the history of the place or what it is. And I thought that was quite good. But seeing a a plaque to the Bee Gees, so I'd be quite glad to see a a Gilda plaque at the Grapes in Limehouse. She'd be thrilled. I bet she's watching. She'd be going, oh, that's nice, a plaque. I like a plaque. I like a plaque, she'd say. Uh, Richard says there was a milk tray bar at one time. I wonder if that was it. I wonder if it was the milk tray bar. Might have been, because Jeanette says that one. And she said, I love the lime one. Oh, I love anything lime. I used to love lime juice. Lime juice and water with ice in was absolutely delicious. That's making me quite thirsty now, just thinking about that one. So, Jeanette, so, so do you think that's what it was? Do you think it was the milk tray bar? Do you think it was the milk tray bar? Could be interesting. Uh, ask Elton, says Adrian. Uh, is he going to be bringing out a fitness video now he's had the baby? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. And and Athol says, the only thing you'll ever lose when buying a fitness DVD is the money you hand over to buy it. I agree. You don't need to spend £20 on a on a fitness DVD. Go to your doctor. I've said before, I can save you a small fortune. If you live in a house, walk up and down the stairs every day. That's called fitness. 
That's called working out. You don't need to don't need to worry about that kind of thing. But some people do, don't they? They start panicking over it and saying, "Oh, I don't know. What am I going to do? What am I going to do?" Don't forget, after an overindulgent Christmas, and many I had two Christmas lunches, and you're probably the same yourself. Uh, Gino, we're we looking at how to lose weight in the new year. He'll be joined by Ian Marber known as the Food Doctor, who'll be handing out some top tips on decent dieting. And Ian will be telling Gino why detox dieting isn't the answer to losing weight. Healthy, consistent, balanced meals. In my advice, little and often. So Gino DeCampo. Sunday from three for London's best advice on cooking low-calorie meals. Be nice, wouldn't it? A low cal- and, you know, we'd all do really well if we had somebody who lived with us who cooked. Because then they, they, they could actually cook for you and you could end up eating all the right food. Because otherwise, if you cook yourself... We were discussing earlier on during one of the news breaks. We were saying the one thing that we all do is we've got no idea what a portion is. Because if, if I go out to, say, Marks and Spencer's and they say, serves one, and you look at this minuscule meal in the box and you go, well, that's not enough, is it? <laughs> I'm going to be really hungry. So you tend to buy the ones that say, serves four. And you think, for what? For midgets? For people who don't eat very much? And so the idea is we end up eating even more. It's like the Americans. We went to America and we ordered some sandwiches. And it was just sandwiches for one. Well, I mean, you could have fed a family of these, of these things. They've got no idea of, of portions. Absolutely no idea whatsoever. Really ridiculous. Somebody sent me in uh, Cadbury's. And there's the Fry's Five Centre, which was quite nice. And we're trying to see if we can find something else. The Cadbury mi- Milk Tray Block. No, no, no. Imagine... Oh, well, it might be, actually. Go back to that one. The Cadbury Milk Tray Block. Uh, now imagine picking eight of their most popular chocolates, keeping the distinct shapes and putting them in a bar. Cape through... Stayed with us until 1981. I like this idea here. Inspirations with sliding drawers. A bit taken by that, actually. Do you remember Fuse? I don't remember Fuse, you see. Fuse, it was a chocolate bar with a difference. It said instead of having a chocolate coating on the outside, the yummy ingredients were suspended right the way through it. 40 million bars was... I've never even heard of it. Really? Oh, like a picnic. Ah, picnic. But that's, that's the, the five centres. Oh, the pic... Oh, yes, I remember the raisins thing. But the, um, the other one... I don't remember Spira. This, you could bite the end of the hollow chocolate straw and then use it to drink... But I've never even heard of it. Oh, right. Do you remember Five Boys? I remember Five Boys. Aztec, I remember. And Boost. A Boost bar. Oh, right, different version now. I used to love... I mean, I'm afraid I would, I would go anything that had um, uh, Fry's Turkish Delight in it. Fry's Turkish Delight was delicious. Absolutely delicious. They could talk about sweets at this time. I'm not supposed to be eating any of this stuff. But I have got a little packet of, um, of sweets for Carl in here, because he likes it. Only they're, they're mints. You know, chocolate mints, things like that. Um, not really that. God, he's so difficult to please. You can imagine at Christmas. Carl, we can be having this. No, oh, I'm not eating that. You can just imagine, can't you? Oh, should we have sprouts? No, I'm not eating sprouts. I'm not eating them. Go on, eat them. And you'd be the sort of person, as a child, you put them on a fork, you'd be turning his head away. No, no, no. I'm not going to eat them. Just imagine. Quarter to ten is the time. With the travel, it's... In 2011, LBC 97.3. Morning, everyone. It's LBC. It's 13 minutes to 10. The five fillings bar you speak of, says Anne, is the Fry's Five Centre one. Now, I'm sure they used to do different ones. In the Fry's Five Centre, they used to do Fry's Chocolate Cream, didn't they? And, and that had cream all the way up it. It was like a, a, a rather sticky fondant. And then they had... 
the Five Boys bars, I'm sure, which was, which was somewhat different. And then they had the different fruity one. I don't remember the lime filling. You all remember the lime filling? I can't remember the lime filling at all. But uh, the Cayley bar, says Sylvie. A, choc- a bar of chocolate with six different chocolates, which you broke off. They were the same chocolates as you got in a box of chocolates. It was Cayley. I thought it had another name. In fact, I'm, I'm pretty certain. I thought it was the milk tray bar. Because it was, it was rather... Mind you, I remember Revels. I thought they were rubbish. Remember Revels? It was, they said chocolates in a packet... And you can still get Revels, can you? All it seemed to have in there, you'd either got one that was very hard, which was the, the, the toffee one, or there was the Malteser, or there was a raisin. Or occasionally there might be something else which had a fondant kind of thing. Because I, I never went for anything hard. I only went, went for the soft ones. I couldn't bear any of the toffees or all that kind of stuff. As long as it had a fondant filling, I was fine. Here we go. Sunday Mirror have started the, uh, the usual uh, rubbish in the papers of... Um, Cheryl Cole and Derek on the beach, uh, luckily with a photographer. Phew, that was lucky. And uh, they're in love. They sealed their love with a first public kiss. He's only known her for about 18 months, and they've just had their first public kiss. I don't think so. Carrie Katona has put her home up for sale. I don't know whether or not she's put it up for sale or whether the tax man's put it up for sale. Uh, They've got an asking price of £1,250,000. I don't think uh, it's going to sell. Savile's have already tried to sell it. And a source said the neighbours won't be upset to lose all the attention Kerry brought to the area. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the idea of having Kerry Katona living anywhere near you, as you imagine, could devalue the property immediately, because you just don't want those sort of people living there, do you? Uh, other stories of the papers today, very, very quickly. Um, oh, dear, I'm trying to find something here that's... That you can put a smile on your face and there's nothing, absolutely nothing that's interesting. Have a look at Dean Piper's column. What's he got today? Oh, they've got... Uh, Jessica Albert. I don't even know who she is, I'm afraid. No idea. And uh, not just Sandy Lane, who was stacking up the celebrities, but uh, Coral Reef. They had Jonathan Shallot and his wife Katrina there. Uh, also the Westlife boys, Kean Egan and uh, Mark was out there. Uh, loser alert, loser alert. They say Ben Duncan from Big Brother and an equally posh and annoying male friend were on my British Airways flight out to the Sunny Isle. The star gets the award for the lowest rent person to pop out to the Caribbean for a holiday, and he was in economy. Oh, poor old Ben Duncan. That's the one who's very butch and has been on a couple of reality shows and flew economy. Oh, dear. How naff. How naff. Uh, the floods in Oz are of biblical proportion. Biblical proportion. There's that silly picture of uh, Alex Curran. What do you do, love? I mean, you really are a waste of space, aren't you? You really are. Perhaps perhaps next year we'll see some interesting people. Uh, 2011 is looking rosy. They say um, the reality circus starts in a week, as we've got Dancing on Ice. Main attraction, Kerry Katona, which shows how desperate we must be. Uh, Britain's got talent, including Michael McIntyre, of course, and David Hasselhoff. He'll be as mad as a brush. Piers Morgan and Simon Cowell. Bruce Forsyth. Up uh, for another winter in Strictly Come Dancing, Alan Sugar. Uh, and then you've also got uh, the biggest thing will be, they say here, this year it's going to be really fun, retro 70s vibe, Jerry Hall and Marie Helvin at Studio 54. Oh, not Jerry Hall. Please save us from Jerry Hall. She's got one of the most boring voices I ever have heard. Really dull. Mind you, it's mainly from Texas, isn't it? It really is dull, I'm afraid. Oh, absolutely dreadful. Dreadful. Uh, I suppose in the in the world of sport, cricket, after smashing the Aussies for the Ashes, and can prove they're the best in the world, so uh, good there. And in showbiz and music, uh, Jason Statham, 
Oh, this is a woman who's... Uh, Rosie Huntington-Whiteley will be the big Brit breakthrough star in films this year. So they say. Uh, plus, they say, the boys in the music world, X Factor dominated with Matt Cardle and One Direction, pushing out albums quickly and then disappearing almost as quickly as they arrived. One Direction, who won't be singing anything live at all apart from one one word. Ah, oh, that'll be it. Because the rest of the time they sang flat, like Ollie Murs, like all these people, they're third-rate karaoke's. In fact, they're not even they must be surprised. Even they must be surprised. Uh, also, Kylie, five years on, cancer-free, which is good. <coughs> the other good news, excuse me, the TV documentary on Michael Jackson's autopsy, which has been pulled, so that's good news. A little bit too soon, a little bit too soon. Not necessarily the kind of thing you want to see. And quite apart from the fact it gets harder by the episode to accept that all the characters are always on holiday, the sun is definitely setting on TV's most successful comedy, Benidorm. No offence to guest star Louis Spence, but he's no actor. And as the painful festive special lurched through 75 laugh three minutes... We suddenly worked out there was no script either. So that's, uh, that's finishing. Uh, the Come Fly With Me, which is not racist, and according to everyone except me, not funny, writes Kevin O'Sullivan. Worst programme on television, that uh, complete dork, Alex Reed, One of the worst shows ever, let's not bother. Either with Katie and Alex, for better or worse, Kerry Katona, or The Only Way is Essex. All of those ghastly, silly little programmes. We don't need that kind of thing at all. Uh, upstairs, downstairs, seem to get your vote. And, of course, we're going to be looking to forward to more from, from Downton. And shoppers are now being warned, and I warn you as well, that lots of counterfeit booze is on sale. You, you won't find it in the supermarkets. You'll find it in some of the little local shops. So be careful. Be careful. There's a lot of fake, cheap booze out there, which is sold by people, and some unscrupulous shopkeepers will be out there selling it. Uh, looking at your uh, birthdays this week, the celebrity birthdays, uh, January the 3rd tomorrow, Mel Gibson. Lovely. Victoria Principal. God, she looks peculiar. I keep seeing her on television advertising this cream, which she's come up with, omitting to mention that she's married to Harry Glass, who's a cosmetic surgeon, who's made her look like one of the chipmunks in Chip and Dale, I think, or whatever they are. Uh, Diane Keaton on January the 5th. Rowan Atkinson on the 6th. Nicholas Cage on the 7th. And the fantastic Shirley Bassey, who's going to be an unbelievable 74 on January the 8th. So many, and Jack, of course, 10 on Wednesday. So many happy returns to all of those celebrities who will no doubt feature on the programme. Uh, they're all saying, has Gordon Ramsay had a hair transplant? No. What it looks like he's had, and if you look at the, the pictures, it looks as though he's had injections and his, uh, his face has not gone down yet. In other words, he might have gone out a little bit too soon with uh, the Beckhams. Well, I say the Beckhams. He only appeared to have gone out with, uh, with Davy Boy Beckham because uh, she appears to be absolutely nowhere. Absolutely nowhere in sight. Perhaps she's off sort of redesigning some more, uh, some more clothing. Uh, and also the House of Commons speaker, John Burko, who used to be a regular on my programme, could be evicted from Parliament. They're demanding he quit his luxury taxpayer-funded apartment in the Commons and move to cheaper accommodation nearby cheaper accommodation. I like that idea. More as um, we were saying earlier on about the man who weighed 60 stone. My God, he must be costing the NHS a small fortune. And uh, people treated in A&E. I mean, apart from the fact that when you go to A&E, they make a list of all the problems you've had. Ice skating, skiing, rollerblading, four and a half thousand. 
Did you know more than 6,000 people went to A&E because they fell off a ladder? Falling out of a tree, 1,500 people. Accidents involving hot drinks, nearly 2,000. Hit by lightning, 78. Jellyfish or marine creature sting. And for that read, snake or lizard bite, just under 100. But the... uh, the, the amazing thing is, 29 people went to A&E because they'd been hurt in a volcanic eruption. 25 people went there because of rat bites. In bed, 11 people dragged themselves to A&E because they'd accidentally suffocated themselves. There's also boiler explosion, seven. And how many people went to A&E complaining of a crocodile bite? Answer, two. I mean, you just you lose the will to live, don't you? You lose the will to live. The son of North Korea's leader is building a mansion as his people endure grinding poverty. The huge building project for Kim Jong-un's luxury miller, uh, villa was spotted by spy satellite. They say it's about 100 million. Well, as he's as fat as uh, anything is Kim Jong-un. 100 million, absolutely nothing. These despots, they buy whatever they want. Sorry, what? Eh? What? What? Picture of what? Oh, that's right. Oh, that's the... Candyblog.net. And that was what? what? What's that bar called? Is that the Cayley? No, that's not the one that I know. My one was square. You know, looked like a normal chocolate bar and had all the different things. Like they weren't in a long line. There was sort of... They were all at odd different angles all over it. I mean, that's very sweet, Carl, but it's not it's not the chocolate bar that I remember from my... Yeah. Well, it's not the, the one that I remember. OK. That's, that's probably the foreign version. Oh, it is. It's available in New Zealand. Well... Don't do anything available in New Zealand. Sadly, I've got to go. I've got to go. I was going to go do some shopping at the sales, but to be honest with you, I went yesterday to Selfridges and to Bento. I couldn't find anything. There's nothing that I, I sort of need at the moment. So instead, I will remind you to go to the LBC website and learn how to podcast. I'll remind you as well to, uh, to check out the blog and check out the photos. And especially if the Julie Andrews uh, programme is up there. It's worth hearing. It really is. It's so good. I might even go and listen to it myself today. And I'll be back with you tomorrow morning now, as Nick is not here. I'm here between 6 and 10. So I look forward to your company then. But uh, don't forget to podcast. If you if you don't podcast at the moment, you could change your life in the year 2011. All you have to do is go to lbc.co.uk from as little as £2 a month. You can learn how to podcast. Have yourself a lovely Sunday. Don't forget, tomorrow's a bank holiday. I'm back with you tomorrow. I shall leave you in the capable hands of Andrew Pierce. This is Steve Allen wishing you a pleasant... Oh, we're still on holiday.